G'day and welcome to On The Esky, an Aussie sports podcast where we like to wrap up the week that was in sport, dribble a little, have a few squee squee moi moys and uh, talk about life and the sporting world. Boys, cricket, the tour of India has has, uh, finished up. Australia play out a 2-1 loss to India. We will chat about that. We'll chat about the absolute road that there was there in Ahmedabad. Plus, <laughs> crazy scenes in New Zealand. For the second test in a row, one goes down to the final ball. Um, the AFL kicks off in two nights. Uh, yeah, yeah, big time with uh, with Richmond and Carlton on Thursday night. There's four of us at the table. We've got our resident <laughs> AFL correspondent live uh and uh, we'll have a chat with him in just a second. We'll do about an hour preview, uh, pretty rapid, uh, through through each of the teams. Uh, a big recruit and a little prediction for each team. Rugby league, fins up. <laughs> <laughs> Dolphins are two. They'll catch one day. <laughs> two and oh. Uh, I said they'll come dead last, uh, so probably maybe long season, who knows. Uh, <laughs> final round, uh, we'll just talk some UFC. Uh, 285, given that it was nine days ago now. Uh, John Jones uh, definitely re-enters the goat chat. Yeah, did you do it? Do a do a Johnny Jones. He he, he did it and it wasn't that good, so (laughs) I could do one, which would be like, (laughs) There you go. Is John Jones the sheep? That's what we'll discuss. (laughs) Uh, Normally we do talk some US sports, um, NBA, some NFL. Um, We'd like to talk – Talk, talk some mm. soccer, uh, F1. We're going to leave that for our next pod. Uh, so we'll focus on cricket, footy, UFC chat. Uh, we do like to start this show by shouting a beer. I'm going to pass it to you, Steamer. Welcome. It's been close to nine months, I think, yeah. since you've been on the pod. How are you and who will you be shouting a beer? No, I'm doing well. Uh, thanks for having me back uh, tonight, boys. Special Tuesday night episode. Yes. Good to be here. So uh, I'm feeling generous. Uh, I haven't been here for a while, so I'm going to open up the wallet and shout the uh, <laughs> WA uh, Warriors a few beers. Uh, they've nice. probably been having a few celebrating uh, back-to-back Marsh Cups. Mm-hmm. Uh, of course, the Scorchers have also gone back-to-back uh, in the Big Bash. Mm-hmm. And uh, the Sheffield Shield, I think the Warriors are looking to go back-to-back as well. So they're going a clean sleep, uh, sweep in uh, domestic Aussie cricket, but... And then, particular in the Warriors, a mm. uh, person who's been a big part of their success for many years, uh, Sean Marsh, uh, announced his retirement uh, from mm. uh, WA cricket. Uh, he's still going to keep playing for uh, Renegades, I believe, but mm-hmm. he debuted as a 17-year-old, mm. 22 years later, now 39-year-old, announcing his retirement. Uh, all-time leading run scorer for WA, uh, 12,811 runs. That's more wow. than... Uh, WA greats like Langer, Voges, mm. Tom Moody, uh, Mr. Cricket. So uh, got a ton on debut for Australia. Didn't translate as much success uh, into the as he had in the baggy black to the baggy yep. green. But uh, I'll shout the Warriors and uh, Sean Marsh a, a beer today. WA cricket, nice. uh, you know, starting to build a bit of a dynasty. You'd, you'd think uh, the Scorchers have, you know, just been yeah. perennial winners in the in the Big Bash League, and now the Warriors are stringing mm. a few together. I don't want to, you know, toot the horn too early, but starting to give late nineties, early noughties New South Wales Blues vibes. Yeah, instead of a <laughs> Big Bash uh, overseas 
draft. Maybe they should uh, mix it up, do the uh, domestic draft. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Well, that, and we've spoken about it on the podcast That's before. a can of worms. <laughs> big time, big time. A big part of their success has been uh, local talent going through and yep. playing in that Scorchers and, and Warriors yeah, system. WA slash Aussie. Yeah, pretty, pretty much. Yeah. Pretty well, pretty well. Shauna, uh, you're back again. Uh, no need for any he- uh, yeah. niceties of how you're doing. Uh, just, just into your shout of beer if you wouldn't mind. <laughs> just get the ball no, no love down the end of the table. <laughs> uh, for me, uh, Benson Henderson is mm-hmm. my shout of beer. Mm-hmm. He's uh, retiring um, at the age of 39 from mixed martial arts. Uh, won the UFC light heavy lightweight sorry uh, belt. Uh, been fighting since 2006 mm. uh, with a record of 42. Total fights, 30 wins, 12 losses. Um, been fighting in Bellator, won uh, the belt um, a while back and um, trying to win the belt in this one. Uh, couldn't get it done uh, and you know, has decided to hang the gloves up. So a long-storied career. Um, one of those guys, in, I guess, in the growth and in that, you know, taking that lightweight division to a new level uh, at that time in the, in the you know, 2010s, etc. cetera. Uh, yeah. you know, it was a well big name. Uh, in the UFC, so wishing him all the best and, and good luck in the future. Good day to be a 39-year-old retiring. Yeah. Have <laughs> yeah. you got a 39-year-old retiring guy? I <laughs> uh, do not. I do not. A bit younger. A little bit younger, a little bit younger. Hopefully he sticks around a little bit longer for my sake um, and for Liverpool's sake. Uh, so I'm shouting Mo Salah a beer, um, all that all being uh, probably non-alcoholic beer. Um, <laughs> and so... This one's probably a little bit delayed because we haven't had a podcast um, in the last couple of days, but mm. he uh, broke the all-time Premier League um, goal-scoring record for Liverpool um, on 129 goals. Um, and that was – yeah, that was the other week. Um, unfortunately, he did miss a penalty goal um, this weekend against Bournemouth, which meant that Liverpool lost. Um, so he probably needs a beer to, to forget, forget those memories as well. Um, but, yeah – Probably one of um, Liverpool's best strikers at the moment. Um, He's, yeah, the success of Liverpool in the last few years sort of comes off his scoring ability. Um, So, so yeah. So, most goals for Liverpool ever. Could you bring up some... not ever, just Premier League goals. In, in the Premier so League era, in the Premier League era. Yes. So it's very heavily cav- uh, caveated, mm-hmm. um, obviously with uh, Ian Rush being the top all-time goal scorer with 229, so mm-hmm. 100. Um, sorry, no, he's got 346 goals um, out of 660 appearances. Um, so Salah yeah. on that all-time list, he sits seventh, seventh. but yep. Premier League, he goes to number one. Yep. Pretty yep, impressive. That's it. Pretty impressive, considering he could uh, definitely climb up those ranks uh, pretty quickly. Yeah. In terms of all time. Yeah, definitely. Very good. Yeah. I I will quickly shout a beer uh, out to the Sacramento Kings. Uh, they have got forty wins for the first time since two thousand and five, two thousand six season. Uh, they did have a pretty good run in the early noughties. Not that any of us would remember it, uh, <laughs> given their, their their recent form of essentially stinking it up. Uh, Their best finish in, well, the last 12 years has been ninth in the West. Uh, Lots of, lots of cellar dwelling uh, since then. Uh, But they're they're currently third in the West and uh, they've got 40 wins. So beam me up. As soon as they (laughs) implemented that beam, 
uh, you know, gives vibes of the Luxor in, in Vegas <laughs> there, just shining one up to, you know, keep the aliens at bay or whatever. But I love uh, that I'm action you've got there. Yeah, just beaming me up, beaming me up. That'll sound good for those just listening. Uh, but I'm essentially getting my right hand and making a, a, a big strong beam uh, with that. Whether <laughs> or not they are able to uh, translate this into the into the mm. playoffs and, and who knows, a, a Western Conference finals. Time will tell, uh, but definitely the best Sacramento Kings season in recent memories. So uh, beam me up, Matthew Dillavadova, uh, and enjoy a few uh, cold ones on, on behalf of me from the Esky. Mop of the nice. week, boys. Uh, Manchester United, Monks has been <laughs> looking up the history books here. Uh, we're just starting to get a little bit of confidence, I was at least, as a, as a <laughs> Manchester United fan. Uh, Champions League looking like it's likely, finishing third in the league looking like it's likely, getting absolutely dicked, pants pulled down 7-0 by <laughs> Liverpool last week. Didn't look that likely and then it ended up happening. Uh, you had the, the stats mm. up before, their, their fourth worst loss in their history. Yes, equal. so equal. equal. Um, so they've lost by 7-0 um, four times. So... Um, credit to them for not going uh, worst of all time. No, no. <laughs> no eights. <laughs> yeah, that's it. No eights. Um, but, yeah, the first time that they've they've lost by 7-0 um, or probably by any sort of margin um, to that degree in the last 90-odd years. Um, mm. The last time that they lost by 7-0 um, was back in uh, December, uh, Boxing Day, December 1931 um, to the Wolves. Um, Wolverhampton, yeah, <laughs> and their paddlings in 1931. That's Different it. Times. That's it. Yeah. Mm. Who knows uh, how how that means the rest of the season is going to shape up for United? Had been looking pretty good until that, but uh, <laughs> strange things happen in the Premier League these days. And we'll, I'm pretty sure last yep. podcast we we're talking about if you type into Google why are Liverpool and it comes up with so bad, so <laughs> shit this year, etc., cetera, etc. Cetera, uh, they go out and do that to to United. Uh, how will they bounce back from it? Uh, time will tell. Uh, they do currently sit third in the Premier League. We will chat some Premier League uh, on the weekend in our next podcast. Yeah. All right, boys. Cricket, footy, bit of rugby league tonight, a little bit of UFC, but we will start with the cricket. Monks, if you wouldn't mind. You want to give me a second? This is just playing up here on this end. We might do a restart. Get the thingy to stabilise. It just keeps dropping out. Uh, like Got to pause it there. Dropping the stream or? Maybe stabilising. Just give me a second. Keep talking or? Keep talking. It seems okay. That's not big enough going up anymore. All right, keep going. Go ahead. Let's do some cricket. Let's uh, talk we'll some check, cricket. We'll check it after the cricket. The fourth test in Ahmedabad uh, finishes as a scintillating draw that never got to the fourth <laughs> innings. Uh, strange old series. We'll talk about the series after this test in in a second. Uh, but probably the big story coming out of this one was Virat Kohli getting that monkey off his back, uh, scoring a big, big ton and uh, staying in touch with the Fab Four boys. Uh, thoughts on Kohli? Mm. Well, day four, day five cricket in India was the big story of the test. <laughs> yeah, that, that too. How different, uh, you know, a deck can be that in Ahmedabad, which looked like an absolute road and looked like a bit more of a traditional 
cricket deck than, yeah, than um, what we've yeah. seen dished up in the first three uh, tests. I'm surprised that they actually went over the border and asked the Pakistanis how to make a pitch and <laughs> brought it in, oh, dropped it in. <laughs> yeah, ro- a little bit of a road. And I saw one of Ashwin's comments, he even commented and was like, yeah, to get seven on that road was, um, you know, you get a toil away. So even using that analogy of calling it a road, because um, that's what it was. Um, you could see that. When you've got the series wrapped up. You know, yeah. You don't need to. That too, but get, yeah. get your batters into form, you know. Yes, but but as a stark contrast to the pitches that they played on the first three, mm. which mm. there were two and a half day uh, test at most, uh, with a lot of turn, this one really didn't offer up anything. Um, and uh, as we said, played out as a road with a lot of good uh, batting there, um, not just tons from all around. yeah, tons all around, not just from our end, but also from well, from the Australian team and the Indian team. Aussie, we got yeah. to talk about him. 180 yeah. most balls ever faced by an Aussie in India. His form is sublime. Mm-hmm. Um, a lot of rhetoric as well around the Ashes moving forward. Will Usman and Travis Head be the yeah, opening partnership there? Because Head come June, got July, 90 in the second in this as well. Mm-hmm. So again, going to that point about getting into some form. Um, yeah, is David Warner too hurt, too old? Um, do they go with head um, as an opener? I guess the counter side of that is, is Hanscom, your, do you lock him at five, five or, yeah. or is he your, mm. your spin batter at, at five and how's he go on the green decks in, in all, uh, England? Mm. And, uh, yeah, because that's, that's your choice really, isn't it? That's Warner or uh, Hanscom, mm-hmm. yeah. but at different mm. spots in the order. Or, or yeah. You know, you play someone else there, just Wrench will come back to it. was one of those other guys that's, that's batting at the moment in Shield. Do they kind of fit in? Do they play around with that fifth spot? Is that easier to find than, you, than your openers with Usman and Head kind of doing a solid job uh, there uh, for us in, in this series? Mm. Um, I, think, I think Head coming in and actually opening really changed. Uh, well, actually being in the side probably helps to start with. <laughs> really kind of helped change the series. I think that Cam Green as well, um, you know, as we talked about in the past, that really was our best 11, you know, minus the the Australian captain. Um, that really uh, even out the playing field. I think it was more competitive across the two teams that way. Mm. Uh, and I, I guess going to India, you got to give Gil a big shout out as well. Coming in for the underperforming Rahul and uh, you know, turning up as well as a young fellow. He's in so. form in all formats. Of yeah. The yeah, he looks exactly. unbelievable. Yeah. He's still very, very young too. Twenty three, I think. Yeah. I can chase yeah. that one up. Plenty of cricket ahead of him. Oh, big time. Yeah. Axar Patel doing more with the stick than the ball. <laughs> Dude, <laughs> <Yeah. becoming> more. <laughs> His standard well, absolute thorn in our side because yeah. yeah. he wasn't really doing that much with the ball. Not that he needed to with no. with Ashwin no. and Jadu bowling yeah. the way that they did. But we we don't know how to get him out. Yeah, <laughs> <laughs> you talk about a pesky. You know, comes in at, at eight and just and just scores bolt runs against us. Yeah. Mm. Uh, we spoke. It, it wouldn't surprise me if they switch um, to Deja from five and they put Patel in there. Like they've both been batting well. Um, they could definitely, you know, mix up that that, that order. Yeah, definitely. Mm. Mm. With the all-rounders. Um, just back to Shubman Gill, uh, 23 years of age, uh, first-class average at 53, um, and ODI average through 21 games, 73, if you oh, wouldn't mind. Man. So he is going to be a capital P-R-O-B-L-E-M moving forward. <laughs> 
And then, you know, this test match didn't uh, ended, you know, in a draw. They kind mm -hmm. of called it off. Uh, I think when Gil and Pajara were having a bowl, <laughs> kind of it was, it was like, yeah, there's no end in sight. There's probably no, no reason to play the next hour and a half of this game. Uh, let's get mm. out of here. Should I mention on, on our side a young fellow who got his first mm. test ton after, mm -hmm. what, six or seven times in the nervous mm. 70s, nervous 80s? Yeah, never a nervous yeah. 90s, was yeah. it? It was always <laughs> 70s and 80s. Got a bit nervous a bit early, but, yeah, good to see Cam Green uh, ton up. That was um, yeah, good partnership yeah. between him and Uzi. A bit of a, a bit of a long time coming. I think a lot of people uh, expected this, this to come. Again, mm. We speak about how young Shubman Gill is. Cam Green is, is so young. He's going to play so much test yeah. cricket and he can score tons in India. So yeah. say what you like about the deck being being pretty good. I think Matthew Hayden had some yeah. had some comments around that. But uh, the, the guys who forked out three mil from the IPL would have been watching that and gone <laughs> licking their lips and, and having some more of that come their way. Well, well yeah. great point because, you know, we, we can talk about World Test Championships and, and Ashes and the rest of it, but the, the big sort of talking point for cricket in the next few months will be the Indian Premier League. Mm, definitely. Mm. And quick shout-outs, because we haven't covered already, but uh, but Meg Lanning um, and Alyssa Healy off to really good starts uh, over there in the WPL for their respective franchises. Boys, I want to throw it back to Coley. Um, does does three years in the wilderness and then 186 on a road in a Medabad sort of take heaps of pressure off him, or is this akin to David Warner being in the wilderness for for a long time and then scoring a big important double ton at the MCG? Um, thoughts on that one, please. Well, I think he's got to follow Interesting. it up. That's the you know you, yeah. you want to do this to start a new new vein of form. Uh, you know, we, the next one will be the World Test Championship. So mm. you want to see him uh, in a neutral venue. Uh, that's probably the big caveat. We've got two teams that uh, aren't, uh, you know, home favourite in this. It's a neutral venue. They'll come in uh, on a deck that's probably turned less and swing more. Mm. Uh, mm. You know, who does that favour? And it kind of levels out the playing field a little bit. So that'll be interesting and that could be a good test um, uh, of – that capability of whether a yes, you know, as his scores start to come. I think he scored decent scores, like fifties yeah, and that, yep, but he just hasn't converted fifties, yeah. Hasn't converted any of them. So his conversion rate was ridiculous, then kind of dropped off. Uh, let's see if he can start turning that around, which uh, we prefer he didn't. <laughs> uh, but yeah, uh, good luck to him. Yeah. Was it really only Sharma who turned up in the first three matches and then what the four well, or five tons Games, so well, exactly. Well, after Australia's mm. first innings, Australia had more tons in this series than India did. Mm. So, um, so they only, yeah, yeah, it was good that Indians no, feels a bit you, you want to make your, your tons when the series is on the line, but then no one did. <laughs> no, <laughs> right yeah. in the first match, and then the other two yeah. matches, um, yeah. barely some teams were struggling, uh, Australia to get a ton for <laughs> the whole team. So yeah, you, you want to make yep. your runs at the important part of the series, don't you? A bit of a dead rubber, yep. um, this one. So, yeah, hard mm. to tell it how that translates to the future. That's yeah. an interesting sort of segue into our thoughts on the series as a whole. Obviously, this test match, very um, unusual con compared to the other conditions yep. that we saw in the first three. Um, do we think that the, the BCCI and the preparation of these decks is going down a dangerous path in these tests that only 
well, last two and a half days. They, we know they prefer that type of cricket. Um, uh, they did get one rating of poor. I wasn't sure about. Mm. I think the first one was okay. The second one was a poor. I think they had two pours. Two pours. So, yeah. you know, that's that. Uh, As opposed to nag poor. Yeah. Yeah. Thank you. Yeah. Little smug smile. <laughs> so that might come back on them at some point, um, whether that's fines or things like that. But they probably mm. don't give a fuck about that, the BCCI. So, um, it, it suits their style. It suits the three spinners. And you saw, I guess maybe there's a difference for when we saw England go over there and not really pick, spin heavy, and then Joe Root mm. was, you know, the second fiddle. It was like Australia actually went with specialist spinners to try and compete spin for spin um, with India and went pretty close. So yeah. um, mm. they are playing, I guess, a dangerous game in that, that, yeah, maybe you'll get a side which has quality enough spinners, which is hard because India is – Probably the spin central, yep. um, but so, it's not to say that you can't bring some the other Asian nations. Yeah, yeah. but they, that's the that's the other side of it. You've got a bat on the deck as well, yes. and uh, yeah, there weren't high scoring matches apart no. from that fourth uh, test match. Yeah, yeah. So it's kind of you make it hard to bat on. Well, you've got to go out there and bat on it as well. Oh, well, we saw that in the third test. Yeah. Yeah. You know, barely made a hundred. So. Yeah. I, I think it's dangerous. I yeah. think they're, they're playing Russian roulette um, with with preparing decks like this because you've got guys like Todd Murphy and Matt Kuhneman coming over and not to take away from, you know, them stepping up on the big stage. But you've got guys young, that, young fellas that are on their first, you know, series going out there taking five for 14 and, and, and Murphy getting eight for. Yeah, like. there was comments today that um, – I can't remember if it was – I think it was Sharma, the captain, was saying this is the best spin attack we've faced in 10 years in India. So mm. yeah, Murphy would have played mm. more test matches than shield matches now. Yeah. 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 Well, we had two – I think he had yeah. two or, yeah. Yeah, or three before we went over there. Yeah. So I think it's, it is a bit of a slippery slope, if you will, for for the Indian team. And and they're just sort of uh, preparing these decks knowing that mm. Jadu and Ashwin have absolutely got, got our number and we spoke about – you know, Jadu being our daddy and, and we are, <laughs> as Aussie cricket fans, legitimately scared of going over and, and watching the two Ravis do their work. But uh, I do wonder if, if that is setting up a few of these other guys to fail over there. You know, we, mm. we saw in the first three tests guys not named yeah. Rohit Sharma really struggle with the bat for India. Mm. Yeah, and when are they going to play the series again? Is it three years or two? Uh, so it should be every two years, but it's going to – Five tests, tests but I think mm. the, the return to Australia is four and then it goes to five again the next time they're in India, I yeah. think. Yeah, okay. but my point being is, you know, we found some young fellas. They've got time to now go away and actually work on their craft, improve on their craft, mm. got a lot of experience from this. Um, probably won't play much for yeah. Australia because Nathan Lyon will hold that spot down for the foreseeable future. Um, but they can go away and toil knowing that, hey, when my number's going to be called when we're going back to India, and uh, mm. let's be prepared to... Uh, go over there and get some get some wickets, and they, with this experience, um, could be you know that's where it maybe comes back to bite India that you've now given guys that we've experienced with it, and they can go away and work on improving it, learn learn from Tadeja and Ashwin, and yeah. uh, come back and do the job for Australia and get a, get that series and steal that series. Yeah. Uh, just to clarify, so uh, the first two tests, um, the BCC, I mean ICC. Never mind, never mind. Uh, yeah, uh, rated the pitch average. I think indoor might have been 
that was um, poor. Yeah. The poor one. And then, yeah, obviously we'll wait and see what happens with um, Amenabad. Road. Road. <laughs> 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 Definitely. Big Let us know in the comments what you thought of the series. Well, se- series stats. Let's just cover that. Usman uh, was top run scorer. Top run scorer. Uh, I think most runs by anyone in the last 18 months. So uh, that's yeah, pretty six impressive. Tons since his recall. Unbelievable. Yeah. Good form. Yeah. Yeah. Can't uh, ignore that. Coley, of course, getting the bulk of his runs with his 186. I think actually there with an average of 88. Um, <laughs> yeah, speaks volumes so to the, the tail yeah, wagging. Yeah, runs in the series. <laughs> Which right? is wild, 267, yeah. you know, from essentially a bottom order player. Uh, that, mm. it, it, that, well, the, that can turn a series. Yes. Yeah. Oh, well, it it oh, did yeah. in the well, first two matches. Yeah. So, yeah. In Delhi, that, their um, first innings in partnership with the Ashman. Mm-hmm. Yeah, mm-hmm. big time tail wag. Yeah, maybe the looking at that, you know, followed by Labashane and, you know, over, again, Patel outdoing Sharma as well. It's pretty interesting head uh, in there after missing the first one. Um, but I think, yeah, maybe little unders for Steve Smith. He might have yeah. been disappointed that averaging the same as what Peter Hanskin was at 29. Uh, yeah, just. I feel like the bloke's allowed uh, a bad yeah. tour, you know, considering he's the only one that has ever actually performed in Asia. Mm-hmm. Um I don't think he's historically bad, honestly. What was his highest score? Thirty-eight. Uh, Average like, of forty-seven from Travi Head. That's yeah, good viewing. Uh, yeah, yeah, I think I think we we need to <laughs> Why speak. That's <laughs> yeah, like, like again, we talk about Akshar Patel turning a whole series, and and granted, if you want to look inwards, a few batting collapses probably f- from a batting perspective cost a, se- mm. a series. Well, but the selectors need to be come under scrutiny because leaving that bloke out of the first test maybe cost us a series as well. Well, uh, yeah. our Earth is best had the comment in there is Australia could have won the series 2-1 but a dump selection cost the series. He could have could have changed that first match. Uh, I think the thing that, you know, the Aussies maybe come under there a bit, a bit not scared to spin, but a bit un, maybe a little bit unprepared for the spin. So whether Head mm. would have had scored more than Renshaw – Probably would have got more than ten, so <laughs> hopefully it might have helped mm. us out a little bit because um, it was a, in the end a pretty close match. I so. think I saw today. Yeah. Even Manus was asked about the series, mm. and he said we, we had a good first two days in Delhi, and then we just had this mad collapse. And yeah, so yeah, same th- thing. That goes differently. The series might go differently. So yeah, that, that was yeah, that was really yeah that. Where that match was won and lost, and that and that was a pretty critical match. Yeah, and yeah. Series, and, so. and we've covered that maybe Good old there's sweep shot. maybe there's <laughs> something there was other things on people's minds. Yeah, um, yeah. You know, with uh, the first two days, Australia yeah. played well. It was yeah. just that the mm. day it just went. Yeah. And there was something else on on Pat fast. Cummins' mind that doesn't excuse the rest of the team all well, playing that stupid shot and, and getting out. Yeah, but as as, when, a, as a leader of the team, they he also you know, the morale probably drops when they see their yeah you know their their you know, general there um, having a hard tough time. They're like, Shit, you know, what are we going to do here? Um, and yeah, whether that yeah. led into the rest of them, who who knows? They'll know that, but. Um, it's uh, unfortunate. Yeah, his mum passed away. I yeah, think yesterday. Pass on our condolences. Mm. Yeah, and um, he's yeah. not going back, of course, for the one day series that starts on the sixteenth. So Steve Smith will be the Australian captain for the one day series. And yeah. fair, fair enough too. Um, I yeah. think we spoke about it last pod, but there's, you just get some absolute nuffies in the in the comments saying, you know, that that he needs to be with the team and this and that. Nah, F- family, family first, and then, and then, yeah, uh, you know. Uh, uh, one-way unilateral ODI series these days doesn't really much hold much weight anyway. Yeah. So uh, we'll see what Smudger can do with this uh, this ODIs. 
uh, mm. upcoming. Uh, looking at the the bowlers, it was pretty dominated by by blokes named Ravi uh, Ravi Ashwin and Ravi <laughs> Jadeja, twenty five and twenty two, uh, averaging yep. seventeen and eighteen. If you don't mind, but it, I think it's interesting though that Nathan Lyon. Um, Close their wickets, 22 himself, uh, averaging mm. more. And then Todd Murphy, you know, for a young fellow has just come in uh, on debut, getting 14 as the fourth there, mm. still a higher average. And then you look, go two down, and then you got um, Kuhneman there as the, with nine and only playing in the three. So you can see that he, they kind of started – I felt like they worked their way into this series. They didn't start real well, and then they worked their way into it. Um, and maybe it was different mm. if it was a five-match series. Um, maybe that changes things a little bit. But, uh, yeah, they were heads in, ahead of us and we were kind of clawing back and chasing him and I feel like we started to get closer to them um, in the back end of the series. Any final thoughts on the series? Wasn't a lot of pace. That's probably the main thing. There's The fast bowlers were uh, an afterthought. Oh, everyone was carrying spinners. On, so, on yeah. that last thought, <laughs> if, if Australia has caught up and making game five is essentially at the Oval mm-hmm. in a couple of months. Yes. Yeah. 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 Bring it on. Let's go. That's it. Yeah. <laughs> Let's uh, just talk briefly about New Zealand and Sri Lanka. Uh, so two games in a row going down to the absolute uh, last minute. Um, we we didn't need Sri Lanka to do us a favour because we won in we, – We were safe. We won in indoor. Yes. Yeah, so if we got swept there, there could have been yeah, some def- issues uh, with, with the World Test Championship on the line. Um, but Sri Lanka go out there and they make 355 in the first innings off the back of Kusal Mendes. Uh, there was a five for, for Tim Southey, was it? Yeah, Tim uh, Southey yeah. picking up five. Uh, and then the, the first innings for the Black Caps. Uh, Daryl Mitchell, he's shaping up to be a pretty handy cricketer. Tons up mm. in that one. Pretty much even Stevens after the, the first innings. Uh, and then rolling down, Monks, if you wouldn't mind, a ton to uh, Angelo Matthews, former skipper Angelo Matthews, um, 302 for the Lankins. And then um, let's talk about the fourth innings, the only innings that we really want to be talking about here. Um, absolute crazy scenes at the end of the test match. Kane Williamson uh, having 121 not, and this one went to the – the um the final minutes. Uh, did you boys catch any of the highlights here? Yes, yeah. So it was all the end to this. Um, we were just watching a little bit of it before we started the pod, but uh, crazy end to uh, I guess what, what 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 was it? It was a it wasn't a uh, a miss hit. I guess it went straight through the keeper, and they just go for the run. They did a single single run to win off the last ball. Um, got through to the other end and hit the stumps for an almost run out by, mm, mm. And, you know, I'll use the Australian term, the bee's dick. So <laughs> it was it was pretty pretty close uh, on review. They got the run and uh, Williams was safe uh, and they get the win. So that was yeah, impressive. That was after a run out earlier in the, mm. in the yeah, same over, over yeah. which then meant Neil Wagner had to go out and bat with a torn hamstring. And so that final <laughs> ball when they're he's just, just moving for the for the bye, he's trying to yeah. shuffle on down with a torn string <laughs> and uh, <laughs> yeah, puts a dive effort in. He's safe at the striker's end, but yeah, and then yeah, Williamson at the, the bowler's end makes it in and you know, victory to the Kiwis. Grounds his bat and job done. Yep. Unbelievable scenes. Play exciting <laughs> cricket. Yeah, they do. Yeah. They do. Yeah. 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 You'd love to have them as his second team in cricket, <laughs> I feel. Um, 
Fitting, because they often come second. <laughs> <laughs> the silver ferns, the silver medalists, yeah, if you will. That's it. Yeah. Uh, but but enthralling test cricket there. Yeah. And that's it, just testament to how good test cricket is. Like yeah. you can play f- um, four or five days and it all comes down to that last over. And then five not, day not, tests, wow. Yeah, five yeah. day tests. <laughs> <laughs> all right. Uh, that'll wrap us up for some cricket chat, boys. Yeah. Let's run into a season preview. We've got our AFL correspondent here with us. Let's talk some Australian rules footy. We're going to run through a quick rapid uh, preview for the 2023 season. Uh, we're going to go alphabetically. Fits my OCD. Also fits the way that it <laughs> by, was By running. location or club name? Club uh, by location, <laughs> by location. So we don't have to look. So luckily we've got eighteen so, locations. So there's the no, this? there's no the, there's no the to look up. That wouldn't fly in the AFL. Uh, no, Probably no. Damn it! What am I going to do for this whole segment? We're not trying to find funny town names. Yeah, good question. Good question. We can maybe talk some Aussie rules footy. Let's start uh, where where you're living and and have been yeah. for for quite some time. Steam uh, over there in Adelaide. The Crows. They finished 14th last year. Year, eight and fourteen. Uh, probably their biggest name recruit is Isaac Rankin coming across from the Gold Coast Suns. Um, what's the what's the yarn like uh, around Radelaide um, and and how the Crows uh, might fare this year? Yeah, so uh, gave away pick five for Rankin, so mm-hmm. kind of all in uh, for him. The former uh, SA boy uh, coming back home, and uh, yeah, going to look to pair him up with a bit of a dangerous uh, forward line. Last mm. year's uh, first round pick, uh, Josh Rochelle, who started the season really hot and then kind of faded away. Uh, so have them buzzing around the feet of uh, Big Tex. Mm-hmm. And uh, Darcy Fogarty, who started to look good mm-hmm. towards the end of last year, it's kind of been a, a slow burn. But um, yeah, I think the big news item for the Crows is new skipper mm-hmm. this year, mm-hmm. uh, Jordan Dawson. It's only second year at the club. A oh, bit of an interesting mm-hmm. uh, selection. He's kind of... Uh, not really the guy who's going to um, put the head over the ball, muscle, kind of you know, follow my way, but he's more the guy with yeah. the, the clean skills. You know, had that famous you know, finish on the uh, the showdown <laughs> thing. He's the, the ball user on the outside. So but bent it, the, bent it like Beckham on that kick, did. didn't he? <laughs> it'll be interesting. Yeah, I'm interested to see how he goes. As mm. a, you know, only second year at the club, relative new newcomer, but, uh, yeah, he's got the captain's arm man. Um, this year, so um, yeah, interested to see how the crows go. Um, yeah, eight wins last year, fourteenth. Mm, they're thereabouts again this year. I, I can't see them pushing for the top eight. That's uh, yeah, I think they're continuing uh, the rebuild that's been on for a for a couple of years since that uh, disastrous uh, camp following the uh, mm. grand final loss. Bottom so, bottom four, do you think, or a touch better? Yeah, touch better. Yeah, I think there's yeah, there's probably yeah four sides who will go worse than them uh, this year. Are, are they copying Carlton's plan for the five year where they want to be? <laughs> yes, it did seem very similar, <laughs> Which, and and both had some lofty aspirations. Yeah, yeah if there's someone's homework you want to copy, I'd, you might <laughs> want to take a peek at what Geelong or Richmond. <laughs> <laughs> I don't know if you want to start it. And, Look at uh, what Carlton's plan is. Yeah. <laughs> Rarely do they come off. But, um, yeah. So a lot of struggle for the next couple of years and then maybe they'll sneak into the yeah. finals or I mean, bottle I, it at least. Is it a plan 
imagine if you just say what you would like to happen. <laughs> yeah, yeah it's a plan. plan. <laughs> a plan is like, how are you going to make that happen? It's like, oh, we'd like to win a premiership. Yeah, <laughs> the plan, plan. Yeah. Yeah. The plan is dynasty, uh, four, four uh, yeah. premiership flags in a row. Yeah, four, four flags. World domination. Yeah. <laughs> we want to win the men's. We want to win the women's. Yeah. <laughs> Don't you all? Yeah. <laughs> if you're if you're a little lost, uh, Carlton and Adelaide both uh, released uh, five year plans, and they look very very similar, and both have some lofty aspirations. Check, well, check those how out. deep are the Blues into theirs? Are they like seven or eight years deep into their five year plan? Oh, <laughs> that that track goes <laughs> back 15, to about yeah, yeah. 15, 20 years probably. Well, yeah, there's eighteen teams, and all of them want to win a premiership yeah. in the next five years. So yeah. Yeah. figure that one out. <laughs> Let's go up north to uh, the Brisbane Lions. Um, they finished sixth last year, won 15 games. Uh, probably uh, a big uh, name recruit in in the in the second draft pick through the father son rule in Will Ashcroft. Um, Steam, you you like what you've seen uh, out of him in the in the preseason and and his measurables? Yeah, people very very hot on him. The same, mm. you know, a lot of big hottest uh, new recruit since Nick Davecos, which is. Not that long ago, yeah. yeah. But also quite again, hot again. Yeah. Uh, you know, another father son, <laughs> um, good good genes, ready to rip it up. And yeah, all everything in uh, that he did as a seventeen year old in the mm-hmm. NAB League last year, uh, everything he's already done in the uh, preseason games. He looks like he's going to slot straight into that midfield and be a uh, key uh, part of that team uh, from game one. And uh, going to have some support as well. So. Last couple of years, probably it's been uh, Lockie Neal has been Batman. Mm-hmm. Uh, struggled yep. to find uh, Robin for him, but uh, so got Will Ashcroft, but also got Josh Dunkley across uh, from Western Bulldogs. So that uh, that midfield's mm-hmm. looking pretty nice now. That's um, they're starting to bat uh, a bit deeper. Uh, still got Zorko and Lions. Uh, they're kind of towards the back end of their careers, but the, they can. Uh, Chop in there as well, mm-hmm. um, McCluggage, and of course uh, Jared as well. So, fair few uh, midfielders that can uh, make some good contributions for the Lions. And it's arguably the the deepest engine room in in the AFL. Yes. Yep. Yep. Mm-hmm. It's, it's getting that way. Yeah, I mean, doggies. Yeah, they had a yeah. deep one, but of course, doggies have a name. Dunkley out of doggies, and yeah. they bring him across the lines, and maybe shifts the the balance to the lines. So, I think. Melbourne maybe, they're very top-heavy, but yep. maybe not as deep. Yep. So, um, mm. yeah, Melbourne might have the best mid-three, but maybe not the best seven. Yeah. yeah. Sean sure resident Lions fan, thoughts? Yeah, back to what Mickey said, I think a lot of the boys were actually surprised at how um, aggressive they went to go get extra guys. Like I think they, they thought the team was pretty close, that they were maybe missing a – you know, one thing, an X factor, what it is. And we talked about that. Maybe we thought Danaher maybe could have been that guy last year. Um, and to an extent he was. Uh, but they, you know, again, they're still kind of in the back end maybe of their window now. They really, with the guys getting yeah. starting to get a bit older, they kind of need to capitalise now. Um, it's kind of like a make-or-break season before you start thinking about, oh, do we need to blow it up and start all over again? Um, uh, but I think some of the boys were – surprised that they went out and heavily recruited to get some guys in mm-hmm. um, to, you know, maybe with that thinking that, hey, we now got to really, really do something this year. Can't finish sixth again. We've got to finish top four and we've got to win a flag. So, uh, Jack yeah, Gunston was another recruit. Of course, the, yeah. probably a Hawthorne link there with mm-hmm. – um, Yep. Mm-hmm. Oh, the coach's name is – Fags. Yeah, Fags, yeah. Mm-hmm. Uh, Fags. So 
Yeah, because they lost um, mixed day. Did not mixed day. Mm-hmm. He mixed yes. go. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> <Did he leave? laughs> That's but, pretty good. <laughs> uh, but Gunston's a pretty much ready-made uh, replacement for the exact same role. So, um, yeah, a, a, they'll be top four, I think. And a lot of the uh, AFL.com journos I had a look this afternoon, they're very hot on the Lions to even be top two. So. Yeah, I've, mm. I, I think the... the for me, it feels like make and break year. They've invested. They've got yep. the guys they want. They really want to push to, you know, capitalise on the window that's potentially closing. Yep. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, I, I think it's flag or bust for them this year. I'll go bullish as well. I think anything outside of the top four is an underachievement uh, from this season. The the mm-hmm. bookies think uh, similarly. They have them third behind Geelong and Melbourne at $7.50. Might have a bit of a slow start to to the season uh, with Barry, Zorka and Gardner all out mm. for a few weeks um, and Adams um, in the backfield out. And they've got a new Looks captain. to be indefinitely. They've got several new, captains. New captains. New yeah, captains. Yeah, they've got about 18 <laughs> people in the leadership. Group, <laughs> yeah, yes, yes. The whole team's They'll start a squad. <laughs> yeah, I, yep. th- I think they couldn't give Harris Andrews the captaincy straight off the bat, so that's why they've kind of split it um, between him and, in case my name, Lockie Neal. Um, and you know, maybe not put all the pressure on Lockie Neal to be their best player and also captain, and then have Mick Luggage fit in there as the VP as need be. So. One of the most disappointing ends to a season that has ever occurred in sporting history occurred last year. You can pinpoint the exact moment (laughs) that he breaks his heart. We are talking about the Carlton Blues. We are talking about them being in the top eight for the entirety of the 2022 season until uh, the last two minutes of that Collingwood game. A uh, few few uh, blue baggers here on the table. Ninth last year, uh, won 12 games, although everyone seems to be hot on them this year. Does having uh, uh, that kind of expectation to, to sort of definitely make the top eight, maybe push the top four, uh, is that something that you're weary of as a Carlton fan or is it is it the time is now? Same story, different year? <laughs> well, I'm not used to the feeling, like, <laughs> <laughs> to be honest. Like... You know, if you have expectations, they can uh, <laughs> be crushed. No expectations, no, no disappointments. Yeah, right. so Very true. It's, it's, Sec- it's, my sex life for the last 12 years. Uh, <laughs> yeah, I was going to say, that's what your wife said when she married it's, you. Uh, so. It's yeah, new territory yeah. to, <laughs> to have expectations. And, uh, yeah, I mean, when you spend most of the season in the top eight, it's, yeah. Yeah. it's probably fair that uh, you know, people expect you to get back there. I think – What? How many games they win to start the year? There were eight and eight, four yeah. at the bye – so good in the second half of the season, mm-hmm. which um, which I think's probably their challenge and it has been is health. Like they need to keep their big yeah. the big name guys we, healthy and plan most of the season. Already Zach Williams mm. ACL done for the year. Uh, yeah. Sammy Walsh had back surgery. Probably missed the first two to four weeks. So, mm-hmm. um, but especially the, the twin towers up front need to keep those boys healthy as well as um, Batman mm-hmm. and Robin uh, in the middle there. But Couple of new recruits uh, through the draft. They kind of they drafted Blues supporters, the boys yeah. who were growing up. So uh, Ollie Holland and uh, Lockie Cowan. They're both going to make their debuts on Thursday. Yeah, That's not, been yeah. uh, confirmed. So uh, Ollie Hollands is the younger brother of Elijah Hollands, who's mm-hmm. at uh, Gold Coast Suns. Mm-hmm. So uh, apparently did quite well on the wing for I think Vic Metro mm-hmm. in the Under 18s Carnival last year. Uh, so he, yeah, he might slot uh, into the wing and, and look to work the way 
into the middle. A lot of uh, big body uh, mids at Carlton, so he'll probably be a, an outside guy. And, mm. Um, mm. yeah, well, Blake, Blake Akers coming across yeah. from Freos are yep. probably another one of those outside uh, runners. And, yeah, I think they're just second year under Vossi now, so hopefully that, that brings a bit of... Uh, improvement. Last year they were very hot and cold. They'd have a, mm. a quarter where they kick eight goals and then the next quarter get zero goals or one mm. goal. They need mm. to they need to be a bit more consistent, not not so hot and cold. And I hope uh, Big H and uh, Charlie been working on their uh, goal kicking over summer because <laughs> especially Harry when he takes a mark, you're just like, oh man, this, is, <laughs> this could go absolutely Cro- crossing every drop punt in the in the words of of Big Jason Dunsell, the chief, a drop punt. <laughs> so whoever whoever kind of straightened up Levi Casbolt uh, a few mm. years ago, mm. hope they've haven't been having some chats with uh, Harry because mm. yeah, yeah, he can clunk them, but uh, yeah, I mean, in that game against Collingwood at the end, a couple of points uh, goals and. So it's a different story, so need to convert on those uh, chances um, and, and have a plan B when when Harry and uh, Charlie aren't clunking them because that seemed like there was a plan A last year but not necessarily plan B or plan C if plan A wasn't working. There's a world where where Big H kicks 80 goals if he can kick straight. Like I don't, <laughs> I don't think that that Win the is – okay. Yeah, I don't think that that's an outlandish statement. Yeah, I agree. Mm. Uh, I'm I'm on them, of course. I, I think I think they go top four. Beam you up. Beam beam me out. Beam me out. Sack Kings say hello. Uh, can they can they mix it with your Geelongs, with your with your Melbourne Demons, with your Brisbane Lions? That will be the question. But uh, yeah, I, I I think as I said for for uh, Brisbane and and anything outside of top four being uh, unders, uh, not making the top eight this year would be there needs to be. Systematic review at Carlton. I yeah, think. I, I, I might be a bit bearish on them compared to you boys. Like, mm. I, I want to see it to believe it. So, yeah, you, you got to you got to make it into the finals before I consider your top four team. Like, yep. let's let's aim for the top eight to start with, and then go mm. from there. Yeah, yeah. Bookies have them at ten bucks to win the whole thing. It's uh, it's throw on your money away. <laughs> <laughs> Didn't you buy premiership tickets after two games last year? De- I was definitely, uh, I was definitely uh, a little bit too bullish early on after last year. Big big start last year, win- winning against Richmond. Um, you know, ca- nice can, yeah, can they roll it into Thursday night? Time will tell. All right, let's go uh, over to Collingwood and talk about the Maggies. They finished fourth last year, 16 games won, uh, probably exceeded everyone's expectations from the start of the year, and they get a massive uh, signing in Tom Mitchell coming across the 2018 Brownlow medalist uh, perennial fantasy pig. Especially against Collingwood <laughs> in the past. So, yeah. Um, yeah, now pulling on the black and white and hopefully – for their sake, doing some of that to some other teams. What do we mm. think of Collingwood as a as a franchise this year? I mean, they won so many close games last year. Was it ten by single digits? Yeah. It was something like that, wasn't it? Mm. So I mean, it, I think it's hard to do that again. Like, yeah. Um, just statistically odd wise, like you flip a coin that many times, kind of thing. <laughs> bounce of a ball goes one way or the other. Mm. Like, yeah. To get 16 wins again, uh, oh. I probably don't see that happening. Yeah. Um, of course, uh, other news for the club. First time, I think, in nine years that Scott Pendlebury is not the captain. Mm-hmm. Now, got yep. the uh, Darcy Moore, uh, Collingwood through 
through. He's his dad played for them. But yeah, Father Sam. Is, is Darcy coming back from? No, no, he was healthy. He was there most of last year. Last kind of probably fringe all Oz as a kind of centre half back. So. Interesting to see yeah. how he. Yeah, I, think, I thought he was injured at one long point. time. Like he broke his leg. But, or something. Uh, Pendles being a right. captain. I can't remember but, every um, injury in every sport. So. No, you can't. <laughs> <laughs> well, the the big man who was injured for a lot of last year that is now no longer at the club. Uh, yeah, big Grundy. Grundy, mm. but they seemed to go okay last year without him with yeah. uh, Darcy Cameron and Mason Cox as the combo. Yeah. So, of mm. course, um, see how those two go a full season uh, now, but. Um, yeah, maybe maybe a touch back from where they were uh, last year. Just yep. yeah, don't see them for winning the, as many close games. For the Pies, I think it has to do with how many headlines they got. It seems the more headlines they were in last year, the better they played. So. Ginnivan's off to a good start. Yeah. So they're going to win on Friday night against the Cats then? Yeah, it could be. <laughs> That's a huge start to the season. Uh, I'll go with you, Steamo. I think a touch unders last year. I've got them in the top eight, but uh, in, in that uh, fifth to eight. Uh, and having to play uh, an elimination final um, come come September. Mm. Anything? Any news down the end there? Uh, no. <laughs> what about Bombers? Well, 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 good well, segue into, well, into your, yes. your, your team. Uh, 15th last year, it's won seven yeah. games. Uh, haven't recruited heavily, uh, so mm. we'll have to talk about their new recruit in Elijah. Satas, I think is the, the pronunciation on that one. Fifth overall... Draft pick, uh, he's a midfielder, maybe play out on the, out on the wing. Uh, but outside of him, no massive names there. Sam Wiedemann maybe starts in their 22. Huge losses, not really. I, I just don't think the no. Bombers have done anything. And they've well, note, which well, is well going, well, going to losses, yeah. there's a few from, from re, like Devin Smith and, yeah. and Michael Hurley retiring. Uh, Most mm. of Essendon's news in the off-season was He's the, a coach. <laughs> Well, yeah, from oh, the yeah. admin, it's the, the front, of, front house, yeah, yeah. Stuff. front of house, rather than the the playing group, and you know, maybe that stopped potential free agents, potential recruits from from looking the bombers' way of that mm. uncertainty mm. of who's going to be the coach, who's going to be the CEO, yeah. mm. all those kinds of things. Uh, yeah, you're not confident you're stepping into a, a stable place with a clear vision going mm. forward. So, mm. um, of course, and don't often see a, a guy who's had. A chance being a head coach before get a second bracket. Mm. Of course, uh, last year, yeah, uh, Carlton uh, Michael Voss um, was one, and now, mm-hmm. oh, which it's Brad Scott. Brad Scott, at, uh, yeah, at, uh, <laughs> which Scott Thomas, yeah, yeah, um, yeah. So I mean, if he's been watching his brother, talking to his brother, maybe he's uh, learned a few things. But um, yeah, feels like much of the same from the, the Bombers uh, again this year. Is there a worst team yeah. in the AFL? They're a worst team. Haw- Hawthorne yeah, I think could in about two or three letters time. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. Kangaroos. I'm, I'm certainly hoping, yeah. hoping so. Do, do you yeah. think, uh, as a comparison, that Hawthorne though might have more young talent that maybe they could progress? I just don't see the Bombers progressing. I just don't see where they improve over last yeah. year. They're probably not improving over last year, but they're probably not. I can't imagine they're doing any worse. Yeah, they I mean, did have a well, lot. Well, they're of second young, last. Just, so. I guess it depends. Yeah. Like, well, they, they, they've got kind of. Big name mids, but a lot of the knock on the bombers was the the mids and the other guys doing the defensive running, like mm. yeah, uh, Merritt, Parish, Shield, love, love the handballs, love the yeah, you know, rack up the little fifteen meter kicks for the fantasy points, but <laughs> you don't see those guys being the ones to, to lay the wood 
in the uh, in the midfield yep. and put mm. the pressure on. And mm. um, yeah, it was famous kind of Luke Parker doing the, the shrug at, at the Bombers. And so, mm. I mean, that's where they can get better. Maybe that's the coaching, the kind of put the, the hard nose so on the them. Them. put the defence. Um, yeah, because they, they could uh, certainly leak uh, goals uh, in rapid succession. So yeah. Yeah, maybe, the, maybe the coaching is where they – but again, I, I, I don't know. I thought Ben Rutten was – Pretty harshly dealt with. Yes. Uh, yeah. So see so how uh, Scott goes in his, in his second crack at it. He's learned learned from his past goes. I don't think they're bottom two in the yeah. AFL. I, I think yeah, there's some teams that we'll talk about uh, upcoming that that aren't as as uh, well off as as uh, the Bombers look for now. For now. Mm. Uh, having said that, I don't think they bother the top eight this year. One or two injuries no. and they could go south very. Yep. Oh, heave oh, we are free oh. Sort of like Collingwood played a little bit overs last year to, to what people had predicted. They won 15 games. Uh, they finished fifth uh, and they get a big in in Luke Jackson. I was listening to a podcast with Max Gorn during the week in which he said Luke Jackson is already better than than I was as a as a similar um, age. Uh Big ins with him and Jaeger going going over uh, west. The the Purple Army would have some big expectations for this year. Yeah, certainly. I think they were ones that people probably didn't expect them to be a top eight team no. uh, last year. But they they had spent a few years after kind of Ross the boss had left, where they invested in the draft picks and started to see the return on those. Uh, Andy Brayshaw, yeah. uh, Caleb Sarong. Mm. Uh, yeah. Hayden Young mm-hmm. off the halfback line, and so they're now are now reaping the rewards. Uh, Will Brody was a great recruit, yeah, uh, from the Gold Coast, and yeah, now bring in uh, established guys with a few years under their belt of Amira and uh, Jackson. So I mean, mm. they could be they could be ones to take a, a next step. Like mm. lots of those young kids, yeah, Brayshaw, Sarong, now really getting into getting into their prime of being. You know, uh, Brayshaw's name was in the mix for. For Brownlow uh, last year in top five, wasn't he? Yeah, and then, well, it's now that um, you know Nat Fife doesn't have to carry the load for them. He he can mm. hang around the forward line and mm. um, jag a few uh, sausage rolls. And um, you know, only real kind of uh, loss uh, the Barramundi uh, <laughs> after many many years is uh, finally uh, <laughs> the oldest man in the <laughs> AFL. <formally. laughs> yeah, uh, he's hung him up. Uh, had a few. Uh, the big men uh, leave, uh, Lob and Meek, but of course got Jackson as a mm. ready-made uh, replacement there. So, yeah, I think mm. uh, finals again uh, for the, the Purple Army and definitely the uh, the best team out of West Australia uh, again this year, I would say. Mm. What What do you think, because we'll talk about it when we get to the Demons, uh, the Sean Darcy and Luke Jackson, like, how are they – is that, is that a – Easier split than say Gorn and uh, Grundy is, or do you think they've got you know another again twin towers? Yeah, they, well, I mean they had Rory Lobb and mm-hmm. uh, Darcy last year, and it seemed that Lobb played mostly as a forward and, mm-hmm. and Darcy mostly as a ruck, and then the occasional swap. So maybe that's the the role they go um, with again. Mm-hmm. So, um, yeah, I mean it's they've kind of tried it out before, so it shouldn't be new territory for them. It is an interesting point that you make, and and we'll maybe uh, cross back to it when we talk about the demons. But having 
two of the best 10 or 12 talls in the AFLs sitting up you know on the on the list of of Frio and Melbourne it's mm-hmm. it's interesting um and mm-hmm. and it's you know it's amplified when we talk about Brody, Brody, Grundy, going over, um, over to to Melbourne. But um, it's it's maybe it's the way that the game's going is these these guys that can chop out and be an elite forward as well. In, yeah, in is, is it better to have them than not have them um, and have those guys that struggle with they you know their one ruckman the big guy gets injured and then mm. they um, have to struggle then but to for fill in. Frio, for it was either we get him or he goes to the Eagles. So yeah, yeah. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. I mean, he's looking to come back west. So you kind of, yeah. even if it's just a dick, dick you cross down right. Uh, agree, like, yeah, we'll have him. Thank <laughs> for, for me, I feel the Dockers are pretty much in the same spot they were last year, whereas not a lot of people talk of them, mm-hmm. talking about them. They're kind of, again, that dark, dark horse team that will play finals footy um, and be competitive when it, when it matters. So uh, it's probably a product, of course, being in Western yeah. Australia that, you know, they kind of yep. get forgotten about a little bit. But compared to some of the you know the top four teams, the big teams that we think are going to be there. But I think they will definitely be there and thereabouts. Sportsbet has them at 15 to 1, which is uh, sort of lower end of the top yeah, eight. It's very low. Mm. It's mm. potentially good value to value. All right, let's talk about the reigning premiers. Uh, Geelong, uh, they were too old, too slow last year, <laughs> apparently. <laughs> Did too they get good. any younger or did they just get too old? Uh, well, Selwood retires, which probably brings the average age <laughs> down slightly, but uh, they will have to uh, rely on a lot of blokes that are still uh, long in the tooth. Uh, mm-hmm. But most pundits have them uh, playing pretty well this year. Uh, let's talk about Jack Bowes. Uh, pretty, pretty cheap. Yeah, so I said to you guys before, uh, fans of NFL and uh, the show uh, The League, uh, mm-hmm. fantasy mm-hmm. football, and there was a term in there called uh, trade rape. <laughs> and that is what Geelong did to Gold Coast because they got pick seven and they got Jack Bowes and I think it was a pack of chips they gave uh, to the Suns <laughs> uh, in return. Which I mean, it speaks volumes probably to where Gold Coast and Geelong are as organisations. Yes. So, yeah, uh, yeah bring in uh, Bowes. A few other uh, younger guys are probably just going to be on the fringe, but yeah, they might be starting to bring in that next generation. Yeah. So uh, Tanner Bruin from uh, GWS and uh, Ollie Henry uh, mm-hmm. comes across from Collingwood, uh, joins up with his brother uh, Max at uh, the Cats. Uh, so brought in a few of those younger guys that mm. uh, mm-hmm. you know, supplement the, uh, the old fellas as well. Uh, Danger uh, takes over from mm-hmm. the, uh, mm-hmm. the yeah. most uh, capped Captain of all time. We think of Danger as a captain. Uh, I mean, he, he played a great uh, grand final mm-hmm. and he was probably second best on ground. He contrast to what I said about Jordan Dawson. He is a guy who's going to you know, throw himself around, body mm-hmm. on the line, head over the footy, um, which, I mean, that was very much Selwood uh, to a T. So, uh, yeah, but I mean, he's only probably got a year or two left in him. Yeah, um, yeah maybe. Yeah, maybe. Yeah, I mean, he crossed over 300 games last year or something. So um, certainly not a long-termer, but... Um, yeah. Yeah, oh, I think But as a veteran leader in the club, uh, it yeah, probably makes sense. Nat- Natural-born leader, I very think. Very well-respected yeah. uh, across the league. Did he and, captain and, uh, before or is this his first captain? No, no he was never skipper at Adelaide. No. Yeah. Yeah. I didn't think he was. And yeah. I see, I think Jeremy Cameron's uh, got a baby due during their game, so there's potential he might leave yeah, at half-time. Due date, because... Of us know about these things. Yeah, yeah. Due, due dates <laughs> rarely work out exactly mm-hmm. on, but mm-hmm. I think the due dates between 
round one and round two. two he yeah. said, if it happens before Friday night, he's not playing. Mm. If at half time he gets a phone call, he, he he's in the taxi. <laughs> <laughs> he's, yep. he's been pretty clear with the club, but um, yeah, expecting a little bub sometime mm. soon. So mm. hopefully that goes all well for, for the Cameron family. Big Jezza. Yeah. yeah, definitely. Do we think the Cats are the, the team to chase again this year? They're the they're, they're, uh, yardstick you got to kind of measure up and have to beat if you want to win the flag this year? I think it's Melbourne. That's that's my personal thoughts. I think the Demons have gotten better. I don't see how Geelong have, <laughs> have, <laughs> have, have gotten better. But, you know, we, we to jump codes and we talk about the Melbourne Storm and teams yeah. that just year after year – uh, are able to, you, to you ex- produce. You expect like them in Richmond, you kind of expect them to be there in the finals yeah. and you have to, if you want to win the flag, you really have to go through them to do it. Yeah. So mm-hmm. uh, I think the, yeah, they're definitely going to still be there as yeah. those gatekeepers and they've got mm-hmm. still a talented um, list where they can win the comp again. Yeah, I'm not writing them off. Like, no, oh God. 2020, no. they're in the granny. 2021, they probably should have been mm-hmm. minor premiers mm-hmm. let that slip with a bad last quarter against Melbourne mm-hmm. and mm-hmm. then... Last year, obviously, premiers. So, yep. you know, yeah, I'm not going to write them off <laughs> from doing the same again this year. Yeah, we think, we're thinking one or two. Yeah. yeah. I, th- mm. I, I still feel top four. Like, let me yeah. preface yeah. that. Yeah. I just think I think <laughs> Melbourne look better. More, Taking look, another step. Yeah. Mm. Gold Coast Suns uh, finished 12th last year. Respectable 12th. Uh, won 10 games. Um Friend of the Esky, I suppose, Tom Berry, mm-hmm. uh, going over from Old from DJ. Brisbane Lions. Uh, do you think he'll uh, slot yeah. straight down the highway? Isn't it? Down the highway, south. south. Yeah. 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 Down the highway. Not up to the Dolphins. <laughs> yeah, from what I've what I've seen, he's been playing all preseason. He's been getting good feedback from all the coaches and what he's doing, his role in there. So I think he's going to get a decent amount of game time uh, in the middle. Um, so. Which is what he was after. It was, yeah, was going to be very hard to break into Brisbane yeah. in the Lions on a regular basis um, mm-hmm. uh, with you know the, the middles they've got there. So uh, and the small forwards. So it, I think he fit well, well down there. The Suns. Rankin leaves a hole that mm-hmm. can be filled by someone mm-hmm. else. So um, yeah, TJ might be that that man. We could yep. be good if he got a steady crack at at the top level. Seems yeah. to be a guy dom- has dominated at at the. One level down that mm. hasn't got us mm. Yeah, and and he's one of those guys that does more of that gritty work that we just talked about. Yeah, like he's yeah. an t- absolute tackling yeah. machine yeah. and he yeah. just needs to um, put together. Loves, loves a bit of mud on the knees. Yeah, yeah. yeah. That, that I guess his positional play and being able to, um, you know, transition that defence work into offensive work and then get results where yeah. it's ending up on, you know, scoring assists and getting points on the board. That's really where he needs to um, take his game to the next level and I think he's got the ability to do it, um, definitely. Um, I think he's more talented than Jared is. Well, I think he's got more grit than Jared Ooh. did. So um, Jared's just bigger. He's got shots, way more size. So. Shots fired. Oh, it's mm. a good family. So yeah. <laughs> either way, they they. Uh, I think he'll do well there. Are you going to do like um, Mama Kelsey do? Yeah, yeah. I'm going to both. Well, if they send if they send me a freebie jersey, I'll cut it up. But I'm not going to buy one of each oh, one and then do it myself. Whoever, whoever sends you a jersey first yeah. is, is your new team. Oh, yeah, definitely, <laughs> definitely. Yeah, fair. Uh, but yeah, ho- hoping for some uh, decent results out of Queensland. 
I hope to see the Suns maybe get to 500, um, you know, which maybe makes them a, a gentleman's 10th, as Peps likes to say. So mm. if they can keep Huzzah. progressing <laughs> forward, uh, that that would be good. But I feel like they're probably still roughly where they are now. Yeah, I do wonder if, mm. if they don't make finals, which I probably don't see them doing, mm. whether the, the seat gets a bit warm under, mm-hmm. under Stewie Jew. Well, it was warm um, last year, that was for sure. Yeah. I think it's always been warm. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> it's humid, humid, different. <laughs> <laughs> um, oh. uh, they're 51 bucks to, to win the whole thing, so sort of sitting in that sort of outside the top eight but not not – uh, absolute pooslingers, kind of. Mm. Um, they're yeah. not the as we discussed earlier. Well, they actually are, yeah. according to Sportsbet. They're fifty-one dollars. <laughs> yeah, that's all right. <laughs> Stick that up your. <laughs> <laughs> uh, let's talk about GWS, a team which uh, the, the bookies have even lower. Uh, they they finished sixteenth last year. They only won six games, and they lose uh, some really talented midfielders in Tim Tarando and Jacob Hopper, both going over to to Richmond, uh, and uh, a, a young talent in Bobby Hill, uh, who, who showed a little bit going to Collingwood. Uh, I don't think we mentioned him uh, when we spoke about the Magpies. Um, Aaron Cadman, they get the number one draft pick. I uh, saw a few memes getting around. Batuta, I think, did a little bit of work mm-hmm. about, yeah, I'm glad to go uh, leave Victoria to go play for this franchise and then come back to Victoria <laughs> or <laughs> elsewhere within two or three years. Yep. It kind of seems where the Giants are at at the moment is that the AFL's thrown everything at them and and maintaining it long-term seems to be an issue. Um, we spoke about... Teams bouncing back after getting flogged in a in a final series or in a finals in a in a grand final, I should say. Um, before or pre-show, pre-show, I mean, pre-show, and then we'll talk, talk about, about the Swans. But, but uh, GWS under the same sort of banner. Have, yeah. have have they lost interest? Is interest waning in GWS? Um, you know, being second fiddle in Sydney, and then of course with league kind of heartland. Um, have they? Is the the club? The honeymoon, Crisis. The, honeymoon oh, peri- the honeymoon period is definitely yeah. over, but they've had a reasonable amount of success as well. Especially when you compare them to the team that we just went through. Gold Coast mm-hmm. been in the league one more year, yep. never played finals. Yep. GWS have played finals often, oh, yeah, played yep. grand final. Mm-hmm. Um, so I, in that sense, like they have had some success, but uh, yeah, I think – it's a flooded market, that Western Sydney market, isn't it? With, um, mm. And the Sydney side is not well known for, for leaving home and, and going out and supporting the teams of whatever code it is. So, yep, yep. Um, yeah, I think news for them, a new coach uh, this year because, of course, Leon yep. left mm-hmm. fairly early into last season. So uh, Adam uh, Kingsley, I think he's a former Richmond and Port player, mm. Still looks like he's been in the gym. Probably. Yeah, yeah, I'm saying that. He's <laughs> best, best rig amongst the coaches. Yeah. So, uh, so he might be bringing the heat. Uh, come on, fellas. If I've, if I've got this one, uh, you know, you'll be throwing the iron around. Yeah. So, uh, yeah, whether they um, start to kind of reflect that bit of muscle up, uh, mm. tough nose. But, yeah, I think uh, those, I mean, there'll be opportunities uh, with Taranto and Hopper mm. uh, gone for a few of their other young guys. Uh, Finn Callahan was one who looked mm-hmm. pretty good in the uh, preseason matches, but I think there'll they'll be ones to struggle. Uh, you know, Cadman 
is you know, the, these tall guys, they're, they're project guys, they're not guys. No, nah, year like, one. Jamara like, comes like, to mind. Like Ashcroft, they're not going to come in and, mm. and Dacos, they're not going to be instant uh, contributions from them, but mm. the long the long burn, the slow burn. So, yeah, like you don't see them getting better than they were last year and they won six games last year. Yep. The yeah. New captain? Uh, Toby. Toby Green. Toby. So, Buff coach, feisty <laughs> skipper. It might, it might be a bit uh, feisty, the Giants, but yeah. it might not get many wins. Yeah, I, I think a lot of their wins kind of are dependent on Toby Green because um, the amount of matches he, he has missed uh, recently, they don't really uh, do well without him and then no. struggle to kind of yeah. recapture any momentum or mojo uh, once he comes back. So yeah. um, I think, yeah, if they're, they're going to need a lot out of Toby Green to potentially win matches um, and keep them off the bottom of the table. And hopefully, like Stephen Canelio now as no longer skipper, mm. his play dipped as, as skipper. Mm. And hopefully he now has that weight off his shoulders and his play returns to what it was before because he was quite a good footballer mm. before having the, the captaincy. Um, mm. and, and he'll be – he is now that clear leader of that midfielder yeah. midfield without Taranto and Hopper. Um, so, he, yeah, where he had been – Leon had him front uh, forward line mid – Back and forth, he'll be a out and out uh, mid now. So. so Toby's the captain. Does that mean he can touch referees now? Can you have <laughs> oh, a friendly? Yeah. Well, they call umpires. Umpires. Nobody can do that. Yeah. <laughs> no, no friendly. Should have learned this lesson. Yeah, well, that's. Yeah. I just. Maybe bottom bottom four, the, the G men. Yeah, I'd agree. Tough season ahead. Another team mm. that uh, the outlook isn't that bright is uh, the Hawthorne Hawks. They finished thirteenth last year, probably. Over expectations last year, finishing 13th. Uh, but then you lose names like Jack Gunston, Big Boy McAvoy, Tom Mitchell, Jaeger, O'Meara, and didn't really recruit that heavily. Um, is it just going to be too much of a tall order for, for Hawthorne this year? Yeah, I think they've gone, like, got scrapped. All those guys are, are old boys, aren't they? They're, mm. they're going to have a very, very, a very young team. Mm. Um, now, second mm. year with uh, Sam Mitchell. Yep. Uh, in charge, and so uh, Carl Amon coming across from Port. Yeah, um, probably their biggest name probably recruit. Biggest name recruit, um, and then uh, Cam McKenzie was the number seven pick. Uh, especially uh, fantasy players are, are hot on him as a, he's shown some promise uh, with twenty four touches and a goal against the Magpies in the trial game. So uh, yeah, it's going to be opportunities aplenty at the Hawks uh, for young guys to kind of uh, cement their spots with. Um, you know, Jaeger and, and Titch uh, moving on. There, there's midfield minutes uh, mm. to be had. and um, But, yeah, hard to see them uh, really – with losing all that experience, hard to see them really pressing uh, finals or, or – yeah. yeah, they're not, they're not a top eight side. Yeah, there's, there's too many good quality sides ahead of them for I think to compete like that. we can probably all go out on a limb and say they're not a top eight side. Are they a bottom two side? I don't think they're that bad. I think they've got young uh, – really, they're one of those teams that have got young team, young talent that needs to play overs for them to do anything this year. So it's whether those guys can take a step, you guys can come in and take you know that step and they can play well enough to maybe sniff uh, sniff the eight, but I doubt it. I think where they finished last year, 13th, is probably their ceiling um, and hopefully the four doesn't fall out and they end up dead last. Same thoughts. Yeah, I think what well, last year was the Ruse and Eagles mm. bottom two. I'd probably see the Eagles 
everything went wrong for them last year, mm. so I, I don't see them <laughs> being a bottom two side again. Probably win more than two games. Yeah, like, I yeah. mean, yeah, they were maybe so the, banged up. Maybe the team we just spoke about, the Giants, the Hawks and the Roos, maybe they're around the bottom three, so... I'd like to be uh, surprised, but yeah, I've I've got Hawthorne as a as a bottom two side this year. On the other end of the spectrum, a team that I've got as a top two side, and I, I just said that I think they are the team to beat this year. The Melbourne Demons uh, finished second last year, sixteen and six, two thousand twenty one uh, premiers, um, and bring in. Brody Grundy. So, are we going with Grawn or are we going with Gaundy? I think Grawn. I think Grawn is better. Grawn. <laughs> yes. Grawn. Grow. Yeah, it's got a bit more of that. You can you draw can it out, can't put you? Put a few W's in the notes, you know. Uh, <laughs> where do we see Melbourne this this year? Uh, adding. Uh, you know, a bloke who, who most people used to have as a, as a top three ruck in the AFL. Um, yeah, yeah, and two, what's it? Two time All Australian, I think. Something. And what's his role going to be joining the likes of Max Gorn and, you know, arguably having the best one two punch out of talls that has, we've seen in, 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 in the AFL? How do, how do they keep that roster together? Are they nicking a sombrero from the, the Man, roosters? Yeah, the roosters, it could be a bit <laughs> of a sombrero going. Yeah, I think. How, how do they get this team under the salary cap? I know he was on a massive contract at mm. Collingwood. I don't know how it works with them taking on parts of his contract. Have you heard much from No, because I think that was South part Australia of the reason why they, um, the Magpies were offloading him. Mm. Kind of Funny, yeah. Contracts, but yeah, like I know uh, maybe it's just like I know Track and Clary and mm-hmm. um, Brayshaw have signed massive long, deals. long deals, mm. so maybe – that's yeah. the way that they can get Let, less cap hit, more stability. Um, yeah. yeah, kind of maybe they're on less per year, but you're kind of spreading it out yeah. more. But I don't know how much Mac, Max would be on as skipper as well. But um, I think he'd be on decent coin. Yeah, you would. You think? But uh, yeah, maybe good question. Maybe mm. need to call it the, the encounter. <laughs> get out the books. And go, go check out the books <laughs> of the, the demons. These teams that wear red and blue and. Might need to be under the microscope, but um, yeah, I think uh, Tom McDonald is a key Mm. part uh, for this team. Injured for a lot of uh, the second half of last year, and their forward line did not look the same Mm. um, without him. Mm -hmm. And uh, yeah, I mean they were they were first half of the season. I think they were ten in a row. Mm. They started red hot, and then they actually crashed out of the finals in straight sets. Mm -hmm. So Mm. um, well. I guess that there the question of where does Grundy fit? Does he do they play them both at the same time? Do they does Grundy end up being a big tall in the up front? Like, um, you know, how how do you think is that one of the reasons why they brought him in to maybe help with some coverage there? Yeah, for with some big men. Yeah, well, I think um, they obviously they lose Luke Jackson. Mm-hmm. Uh, Sam Wiedemann was another one. Mm-hmm. They mm-hmm. tried and tried and tried and. Uh, he's off to the Bombers, actually, I think. So mm-hmm. uh, they brought in Josh Shackey. So, yeah, it is one of those rucks has to be playing as a forward mm-hmm. uh, with Tom McDonald and, then, and maybe Shackey's your, your third or your, kind mm-hmm. of your VFL guy that steps up if someone gets injured. But, um, yeah, that's that's the biggest question mark for mm-hmm. the Demons, I think, their they're tall forwards. Because, of course, their tall backs yeah. are elite. They're... The big three in the middle are elite, 
And so it's the sorting out that mix of their tall forwards. So yeah, Celia, Celia question, do you think uh, who is the less gangly one? Do you think actually Max Gorn maybe is potentially more likely? Is 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 Grundy maybe a better ruck than he would be as nah. a guy playing in the forwards and maybe reverse it or No, I think I think both of them will spend most of the time on the field. I think mm-hmm. Gorn will be their number one ruckman. I think Gr- Grundy will start forward and yep. chop out for for Gorn. I think that's the way that that, that they'll line up. Very good. Yeah, so very similar to Jackson's. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, yep. fill the Jackson role. Yeah, no one's going to go in there and take that the well, club captain yeah. n- number one ruck whether, position whether, away. Whether they switch it just purely based on yeah, the, the talent, the, the, the you know maximising the talents of each. each maximising, I like it. Uh, <laughs> Blood kick five goals in a prelim final. Like I, yeah. I, I get sort of the thinking behind yeah. it. But I also just think if it ain't broke, you don't fix it. Yeah, yeah. And, horses, and, horses, and Gorn, yeah, Gorn's, Gorn's a skip. He's uh, the number one ruckman in the He's country. the number one ruckman, has been in the league for a long time. Don't and and Brody Grundy, the, the unicorn, comes in and, and starts forward and chops out. Let's hope it works for him. I think it will. Mm. Uh, let's talk about their Kanga Kangaroos. Uh, got the spoon last year, won two games. Um, but... Bring in uh, what four-time premiership-winning coach yep. in in Alistair Clarkson uh, didn't recruit very uh, heavily. Um, no one really expects too much of them uh, outside of of having this this super coach. If we like to make the rugby league comparisons, uh, the Dolphins have started pretty well with a super coach and not much on their <laughs> list. Uh, maybe, maybe it's apples and oranges, yeah, but, uh, but, but time will tell. The Dolphins didn't also trade away their best young talent. Um, well, best young talent wanted out of the club. Mm. Uh, didn't want anything to do with them. So uh, it's, it's a tough spot to be in, I think, for the Kangaroos. I, I can't really mm. see them progressing. From also where they were. referring to last year's number one pick, uh, Horn Francis. Mm-hmm. So uh, he is now at uh, Port Adelaide. But mm-hmm. uh, yeah, I think they picked up the number two and the number three pick. So uh, Harry Sheasel, number three pick. You probably have a bit of fun with that uh, last name. Sheasel. Cheezel, maybe <laughs> Harry the Weasel or something. Oh, the Weasel. <laughs> weasel a few goals. Weasel, yeah. Depends little, if he's a grub or not. Yeah. Little, uh, yeah. small forward, so. There's a uh, Simpsons joke there, isn't he? Yeah, there's maybe. A, the, the, the human, the weaseliest of all the animals, except maybe the weasel. <laughs> <laughs> something along those lines. Uh, 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 can- kangaroos, um, no one expects anything, uh, do we? If they can avoid the spoon, that'll mm. that'll be a season, uh, like a successful season for them. As we said earlier, no expectations, no, no disappointments. That's a good place to be. They can only go up, <laughs> yes. all the same. Can't go any lower. Yeah. I think they'll be hoping that Hawthorne and GWS um, aren't very mm. sticky. One expectation: moved Hobart. <laughs> yeah, well, I think Hobart wants their own team. So and there yeah. has yeah, there hasn't and been a whole lot of traction close. around a relocation. Although mm. um, the AFL seems pretty set on a Hobart team, they're going to pump a bunch of money into building a stadium. Apparently, yeah. Yep. Um, but yeah, from from all reports, through the whole summer is that it wants to be a new, new team, a new, new franchise, new franchise. Uh, maybe green, yellow, Don't and red. Anyone yep. sloppy seconds? <laughs> <Yeah>. No sloppy <laughs> seconds. No sloppy as seconds. Sloppy as the kangaroos are. <laughs> <laughs> Nothing better than the sloppy seconds off a kangaroo. Um, boys, I, I don't expect too much. Uh, sports bets got them at 151 to 1 to, to take out the whole flat, uh, the whole thing this year, which is joint longest odds with the Hawthorne Hawks. Mm. 
I'd say so. Uh, Port Adelaide uh, started last year really, really badly. I think they lost their first five games and then sort of steadied the ship a little bit. Uh, probably the big talking point is, uh, as Affa mentioned, Jason Horn francis going mm-hmm. back. Uh, he's looking strong. He's looking fit by all accounts uh, from, from the preseason. Uh, Adelaide boy at heart. Didn't want to be there at, at North Melbourne, uh, it seems. Uh, do we think, uh, you know, a young 19, maybe pushing 20-year-old, comes in and, and has an immediate impact for him? Uh, he'll have some impact. I think it does he get the midfield minutes. I think that now uh, Connor Rosie has been All-Australian last mm-hmm. year, had been that guy that they picked up, uh, number five pick in the draft, played a bit you know, forward early on, now getting those midfield minutes. Uh, Zach Butters is another one. Of course, you know, uh, Ollie Wine's not that far removed from mm. a Brownlow. Mm-hmm. The Travis, the good bloke, he, he's still he's kicking a good around. Bloke. So, mm. yeah, does does the Hornet get heaps of, of mid-minutes or is he asked to, hey, hey what, look what Rosie did. Mm. He spent the first couple of years buying his time on the half-forward flank, kicking a few goals. Uh, mm. That's your role for the team this year and and we'll look to bring you into the, the mids on a full-time uh in a, a year or two's time, uh, that mm. might, might be where he is at at the moment. And that's, you know, Robbie Gray uh, retired. Mm. Um, so, you know, got that role to fill of that, that small forward who uh, can kick some goals. So, yeah, maybe that's uh, where he fits in. And Can, can they wait that long, though? Well, do they do need him to do more? Yeah, but I, they're, they're a tough one to figure out because... As, as Pep's they, they, alluded they, to, they started so poorly. Yeah. I think everyone, we did this last year, everyone was expecting them yeah. to be a top eight squad yeah, they, after the year before, like well, they the, should keep going. And The two seasons before that, they were prelim finals. Finals, So, yeah. Uh, yeah, Can they return to, to that uh, level? Um, yeah, no. <laughs> <laughs> no, no, not, not to prelims, no. Mm. Oh, pre, yeah, yeah, prelims. Sneaking the eight? Yes. Ma- yeah. yeah. Think so. Need to start well. Though. Yeah, I mean they, yeah. they finished better. They finished like a top eight team. Mm. It's just gave mm. everyone a five game head start, which yeah. is not advisable. Yes. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> well, what do you think about Junior going over there as well? Yeah, yeah interesting. I think, uh, especially a tough one for the Eagles because mm. he mm. spent uh, a bit of time away from the game, being a bit of a, a naughty boy yep. uh, with the the water uh, suspension. Mm. So. Eagles stuck by him um, during that time. So yeah. the, the Eagles fans and, and the Eagles clubs probably uh, a bit disappointed to see him make the move. I'm, I'm not sure if he's actually a native South Australian or not, whether it was a, a new opportunity or a call home. But, uh, yeah, and maybe maybe he's another one though, trying to fill that uh, Robbie Gray. Uh, well, Stephen Motlop's another kind of small forward that they've uh, retired, another um, shoes to fill, so... Yeah, does he make a, a big impact for this team uh, enough to... I, th- I think Hornet will get all the, the headlines, but I think Certainly maybe yeah. Yeah, it's might have gone under the radar a little bit there. Yeah. Um, I feel like he is native SA, Mark, that you, you got in there? Yeah. Yes, his original team, Glenelg. Glenelg. Even. Yep. Schooled in Melbourne, though. Okay. Went to Xavier yeah. College. Might have done a bit of um, boarding, boarding school or something like that. Mm. Yeah. Bit of Eddie Betts about that. Mm. Good book. Mm. Good book. Um, thoughts? I, I think they could be knocking on the door of the eight. Mm. 
Yeah, I think it's a fair yeah. assessment. They they'll be there and thereabouts, um, and maybe need one of those other uh, squads to maybe falter for them. Just yeah, the well, I mean that's like I think typically in the AFL about usually about five or six of the teams that made the eight the year before yeah. make it again. So you yeah. think you know, if you're on the outside looking so in. Carlton's yeah. in. Yep. <laughs> yeah. Um, yeah. Maybe, maybe Port Adelaide. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But then, you know, who comes out is the, mm. the, the question. So. Mm. And speaking of yeah. a team, that's a great segue into the Richmond Tigers who finished seventh last year. Is that dynasty coming to an end? They still won 13 games last year and some pretty mm. handy ins this year with Jacob Hopper and Tim Torino, as we mentioned, uh, coming across from GWS. But uh, the the outs are, are big. And what are we looking at there? Seven, 800 games of AFL football in, in Lambert, Edwards and Caddy? Yeah, well, 300 um, just for Edwards. Mm. Kind of thing. But, mm. yeah, all those guys who are all, you know, triple uh, premiership players. Mm. Um, of course, the, the Tigers, I think they played a classic against the Lions in the final, so that, you know, made the finals and, and weren't that far off um, progressing. Mm. So, you know, uh, Hopper and Taranto are, are great ins uh, for them. Uh, yeah, is that enough to kind of keep, keep mm. the momentum, mm. keep you know, losing those guys of Edwards and Lambert and Caddy? Uh, are Taranto and, yeah. and Hopper going to fill that uh, void? I feel for Richmond it always seems to boil down to one bloke's name and that's uh, what's what's going on with Dusty. Dusty? What, where, where's Dusty Martin at? Um, yeah, I think he's – the last time I think we when we looked at the AFL, he's kind of uh, you know, staying put, he's not moving, he's in a good spot. Mm. Mm. Um, and I think that's probably – we'll go a long way to where Richmond end up finishing this year. Interesting that you mentioned that. Uh, for what it's worth, I had an eight-hour drive back from Melbourne uh, <laughs> yesterday listening to a few podcasts with the wife and uh, uh, something came up about the, the biggest name in the in the AFL and, and I said to her, well, you know, Dustin Martin, and she said, well, no, I haven't heard much much recently. And I said, well, the bloke's a three-time Norm Smith medalist. It's, he's Arguably the most accomplished arguably man. The arguably the most accomplished man when it comes to uh, you know winning success and, and final prowess. Uh, but w- yeah, where is Dusty at, and is he that same sort of game well, changing? We, we seemed every week to play. be doing Dusty Watch last year, and so if like will he or won't he play, and whether he's in the right space to be able to play the media hounding him, etc., cetera, etc. Cetera. Mm. Like, I think if Dusty's in a good spot, then Richmond will be. Here's a take mm. here. I think their most important player is Tom Lynch. Yeah, mm-hmm. yeah, yeah. Uh, yeah. I don't, I don't mind that. Yeah, I don't so mind I think that, that at all. I mean, yeah. the the heights of like Dusty's 2017 season of where just blitzed everything. Of yeah, Brownlow, Norm Smith, mm. all the all the accolades, all the trophies. Like one of the best seasons ever. So like his best is amongst the very best all time, mm-hmm. and he's he's no longer that player. No, I mean, he's still a very good oh. football player. But yeah. I think now. Tom Lynch is their best or their most important player yeah. mm. for that can, team to have success. Can I throw out another name? Maybe uh, Shea Bolton as well. Mm. He he's been groomed as the heir apparent. Yeah. Yes, uh, so, to, to Dusty. so with with you, as you say, is Dusty kind of uh, you know getting older? Uh, does yeah, Bolton need to take that next step to then fill in those gaps for, yeah. for Dusty as well? And the, both of them can be. Um, play together as elite. Bolton's very good at doing the flashy yep. and doing the, the mercurial. And, yeah, it's like as Dusty was, but it's mm. doing that 
often consistent, doing, consistent yeah, yeah, yeah. every week, every quarter, yeah, kind of thing. So yeah, putting the um, team on his back and winning, kind of like yeah, Dusty yeah, does. Yeah, and, yeah. You know, yeah. Well, I guess in this case, uh, you know, playing with Dusty, just Dusty playing second fiddle. Like the, you know, if they can work that all out and get some good chemistry going, and they still stay healthy, uh, including Tom Lynch, then yeah, that team still got a good list. They can yeah, still, still still win. Um, you know, three-time premiership mm. coach mm-hmm. steering them around. Mm-hmm. So got lots of those old heads of Rewalt and Cochin and all those guys who've been there, done that before. So um, for sure they're going to be a competitive team. They're going to cause mm-hmm. a lot of teams some headaches. Yeah, and stealing some talent from GWS doesn't hurt too. So. Yeah. Yeah. Everyone got them sort of borderline in that, that fifth to eighth? Yeah, I think yeah, so. Yeah, I, well – Come on, we've got to start knocking some teams out of the game. <laughs> <laughs> no, uh, no. I, think, I think that where they were last year is where they finished. Yeah. I think that's fair for them. Yeah, it does feel hard. Like It's hard, like, isn't it? Yeah. Like long, it feels hard to write them off. <laughs> it's hard to write them off. Our top eight's about 12 teams at the moment. <laughs> but, uh, that's it. But I, I agree, and 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 a nice well, word that you used there before, mercurial. Uh, I don't think that's been thrown out on the podcast before. Uh, will you know that the expectation of Shea Bolton, uh, you know, get the better of him, or or he's he just that talented mm. and and can put a game on his back and, and yeah, change can he, it? Can he stay out of a few nightclubs and stay out of headlines? I think is probably the main thing. Uh, to go to your point, I think there's, you know, we probably we took tiers. So it's probably that tier one where the guys we think will finish top four. There's probably tier two, which is, you know, five through to maybe 12, where, yeah. uh, you know, any of those guys, any of those teams we think are 9, 10, 11, and 12th could actually sneak in and be eight. Um, so I think that's probably the difference. I'd say, yes, there's probably 12 teams we think can be in the eight. It's probably four that are definite, and the others will then fight over the last four spots. Given those tiers, I, I like that you've, you've brought that up. Tier one, can we say, is Melbourne, Geelong. Do we have Brisbane in, mm. in tier one? Based on it's pre-season hard, form. That's very yes. hard. I mean, the Swans. This is a big yeah. I, I had I was thinking Swans like either third or fourth um, at the moment. So that's um, a big tier two that you've got then. Yeah, that's what I'm saying. It's a big tier two at the mm. moment. We're well, just eight teams for four spots. Carlton, yeah. Collingwood, Richmond, Freo. Mm-hmm. Yeah, going back to last year, you just watched that like four to 12. It was changing every single week. Yeah. You just mm. could that's not true. pick it. Yeah. yeah, I think the second tier is a big tier. And yeah. like, well, I, like we keep saying, it's just one of those teams needs to falter for another team to then get that eighth spot and be playing mm. finals. On that note, we've still got four teams to talk about. Uh, let's talk briefly about St Kilda. Uh, again, played played pretty well last year, given given expectations. Uh, started a little bit hot and then sort of fizzled uh, towards the end. Uh, they finish an even five hundred, uh, but Ross Lyon comes back. Uh, that is a huge, huge name coming back, but also lose. Uh, some, some old heads in uh, in Jaron Geary, Dan Hannabury and Paddy Ryder. Steam, your thoughts on the Saints? They just don't excite me. Like, yeah. Just, um, like, yeah. I, nothing really gets me going with the Saints. So they feel very vanilla kind of thing. So mm. An average team that I, finishes 500? I mean, <laughs> we're all, all put <laughs> They're all finishing 500. But no, I, I think they take a step back this year. I don't think they... I think they finish worse than that. Um, yeah. uh, Jack Steele, uh, he's the one guy who I'd say is not vanilla in there. Um, Canberra boy. Yeah, love him. And 
Uh, Brad Crouch is a handy second fiddle. Max King, again, uh, him and Harry need to go do goal kicking. Yeah, go kick, kick him straight, to, son. Uh, together. <laughs> uh, Saints have been bad at goal kicking for years, mm. so, uh, whether Ross uh, straightens them up. But, yeah, there's they're already got a dire injury uh, list. Mm. I don't think they did last year as well. You know, before we were trying to look at their ins and their recruits, not heaps to be no, excited no. about. Um, Mateus Philippou is their mm-hmm. kind of the high uh, number 10 draft pick. Um, he probably gets a game straight away just because some of those other guys are being injured. But, yeah, there's just nothing really gets the blood flowing with the Saints. I, I we're talking those tiers, I don't think they're in that tier two. Jesus, that's I don't think they yeah, are. That list is 10, 10 guys long at the moment. Yeah, they're, they're banged up going into going into round one. Uh, the only sort of other recruit of note is Zane Cordy, I yeah. suppose, coming over from the Dogs. But uh, uh, if you like important players to their team as well, like Billings, Billings, Jones, Max King, Tim Membry. Yeah, yeah, already injured and for like. That substantial to nine weeks, time, yeah, yeah. Uh, for, for a few of them, kind of thing. So, um, yeah. Do you, do you think this year then for Ross I and mean, maybe with the reason why they didn't recruit heavily is maybe to see what he's got and what with the current guys yeah. who who can play him stay healthy and then maybe they attack it next year with let's go out and um, you know fill the holes, improve where we want to yeah, improve in the position. Maybe do what Sam Mitchell's done at the Hawks of. Who do I want to keep? Who do mm. I want to get yeah. rid of? Play some young boys, see uh, if they've got just the have talent. A, have a season. And what, the Hawks won eight games last year. So maybe mm. that's where the Saints are at this year. Win yeah. eight games, finish 13th, 14th. Yeah. See who you want to keep. See who you want to get rid get of. Get a decent and pick. Draft some guys. Go on from there. Agree. Swannies, 16 games won last year. Finished third uh, on the ladder. But uh, got... Got pretty handily uh, taken care Dropped. of uh, come grand final day. Um, we, we were speaking pre-show yeah, and alluded uh, to five it. Five minutes ago, yeah. Alluded to it in the podcast. Uh, it doesn't bode well for teams that have been spanked in a grand final. Uh, the Western Bulldogs come to mind. The Adelaide Crows come to mind. The GWS Giants come to mind. Uh, was this a bit too much of a case of... Rapid ascendancy, and then uh, d- don't have the have the list to support it. Or are we confident in these young guys in in Chad Warner and Errol Gordon and the likes uh, coming in and filling the big shoes that they will need to fill as they retire? I don't know. Mm. I, I feel like I was hot on them last year. Bullish, yeah, I would I, say. I, in this, uh, you know, exactly twelve months ago, I mm. said I, I said Melbourne, Sydney, GF. Mm. So I, I mm. thought those young guys. Showed great promise and, mm. and got there, but yeah, I am very wary that you know, the doggies were in this spot twelve mm. months ago and mm. then didn't make the eight. I I still feel like Sydney is a good team. They've yeah. got a great culture. You know, um, Longmont, Longmont, Longmuir has mm. been there forever. Mm. Uh, you know, Mills, Parker, uh, Rampy as mm. their kind of leaders. Mm-hmm. Uh, very Lloyd. very stable, very mm. settled. Well, that was going to be my question. Would the difference be that they do have some core veterans that have been in the league for a very long time that uh, maybe can you know, stem the flow of, oh, we got hammered and then play poorly the whole season, just can't get the foot going, you know, right foot forward and get into this season? Do you think they'll have the right old heads there that they – compared to say, those three we just mentioned, mm-hmm. that they can actually get into the season and still play good footy uh, and get going? Possibly. Possibly. It's hard, yeah. 
Uh, H- history is against them, but yeah, you know, records mm. are made to be broken. Do you think they played overs last year? Do you no. Th- do you think third was their ceiling? And if that's their ceiling again this year, do you think they can be – that's my point. Do you think they can be hit third again or be better than that or do you think a regression is more likely? Well, yeah, yeah. do we think that Melbourne got better? Mm. Did mm. Brisbane get better? Mm. Geelong really didn't get – yeah, they still taking a step back. Yeah, uh, who else was around the top four? Mag- magpies, mm-hmm. maybe. So I think maybe magpies, they, I think, maybe the magpies. So I think maybe they're four. Yeah, mm. maybe yeah. of that tier two, two they're two way. <laughs> yeah, two way, so <laughs> one and a half. Yeah, it's in somewhere in, in between. Yeah. It's so interesting because uh, the bookies have have those aforementioned teams in in Geelong, Melbourne, and Brisbane all under sevens, and then Richmond surprisingly at eights. Mm. But then there is mm. this log jam of, of Carlton, Collingwood, Sydney at, at tens. Mm. So, according to the bookies, there's like this this very clear top top tier in in Geelong and Melbourne, um, and then it kind of evens out into into this mm. big fat second tier. Um, I, th- I think those those young kids are guns. I think, they are guns. yeah, they're definitely guns. Like they're, they're only going to get better. Obviously, you've got to think about about Buddy but Franklin and and is this his last year? Well, I guess in, that's the question. The Can they spend a year licking their wounds to then you know have a go next year, knowing of course that like you say, Buddy, mm. they can only get so much out of Buddy for yeah. for so long. So, no, I think um, mm. on Warner Damo Barrett, mm. the head guy, at thought it as him as a smoky for the Brownlows. That's yeah, how, I've, I've that's seen how that. highly yeah. he's been rated, and I think yeah. uh, Goulden got forty-five touches and about one seventy fantasy points mm. in, the, um, in the warm-up matches. So again, he's and probably the best kick in the AFL, mm. Mm. Uh, and delivering inside forward fifty to uh, to Big Bud or, or Tommy Papley. Mm. Mm. Um, yeah, I think tier two A is is where this one's. Into a team, but probably not tier two. Uh, West Coast had a horror run last year with with injuries um, and the like. Uh, they only won two games. They do uh, lose Josh Kennedy to retirement. Um, we spoke about uh, Rioli before, and uh, Jack Redden. Uh, he's he's also hung up the boots. Uh, the biggest uh, name coming in probably Jaden Hunt uh, over from the Melbourne Demons. Seventeenth um, last year. We're hoping that they might be better than Kangaroos, Giants, perhaps. Right. It can't go worse for the Eagles than it went last year. Mm. Remember the one of those two games that North won was against the Eagles, basically because they were playing a WAFL team. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It was like 13 the reserve grade guys getting a you know six, yeah, getting first their game. first game or something like that. So yep. I think like guys like Oscar Allen didn't play at all. Mm. Um, Elliot Yo hardly played. Dom mm. Sheed mm. hardly mm. played. Uh, Shuey was a bit in and out. Nat Nui mm. hardly mm. played. That's what concerns me looking at that list of um, injuries that Nick Nacks on that. Um, though no official injury or no official uh, return time. but uh, We'll see in the coming yeah, days as the teams guess, come yeah, out. The hope is yeah. you know, guys like Allen, Shuey, mm. uh, Sheed, Yo in the team mm. more often makes Eagles a, a far better uh, team. Jaden Hunt is an interesting mm. one for them. They're notoriously Eagles are a kick mark mm. team, but he's he's speed, he's mm. 
dash, you know, bounce, run. Mm. Uh, so interesting to see how his playing style meshes uh, with the Eagles and whether they still have that kick mark or whether they, you know, finishing 17th last year, whether they scrap that in the bin and start with a new playing style or, mm. um, yeah, I don't see them going as bad, but uh, no return to the eight. Mm. I tend to agree. I think uh, Hawthorne and the Kangaroos uh, have uh, it, it harder um, moving forward to through 2023, but agree. I don't think it's, uh, you know, buying any finals tickets uh, time for Weagles fans. Yeah, I agree. Last team, Western Bulldogs will wrap up our AFL chat for this evening. Snuck into the top eight, uh, given uh, a Carlton blunder last season. Uh, one, tw- one of the teams that they're, they're out. Yeah, yeah. Well, we, well, we've got to boot someone out of our out of our top twelve slash top eight. Uh, the Bulldogs we spoke about uh, their their midfield being. Uh, up there with with one of the the best deepest in the AFL, um, Tom Libertore um, re re signs. Um, Cody Waitman carrying an injury. Where do we see them this year? Uh, so probably uh, get their their tools is where it's a bit of interest. Mm. Uh, Liam Jones missed uh, last year, of course. Mm. Uh, whole uh, vaccine thing. So mm-hmm. he's mm. he started at Bulldogs as a forward mm. and to Carlton uh, reinvented himself as a defender and now he's back at the doggies. Um, Sam Darcy was a, mm. another father-son pick, now third-generation mm. dog. Mm-hmm. I think he played three games at the end of last year, so uh, looked to invest more time in him. He would now. have stacked a few KGs on yeah, the off-season as Jamara's well. Yeah, into his third season yeah. now. Yeah, Norton would be about his fifth or sixth. So if they're going to get better, it'll be from those, it's their talls. Because, yeah, mm. it's been their their tall forwards and their tall defenders, which have been their weak spots. Mm. Um, yeah, just a, they feel a very hot and cold uh, team to me. When they're, when they're hot, geez, they're on, you know, often on Marvel, you know, on the slick track kind of thing. But, yeah, when it's uh, not a slick track, you know, a bit heavy or a bit of rain or... Um, bit of pressure gets applied. Doesn't feel like they they can go cold as well. It feels like Bevo as a coach mm. is a bit like that as well. <laughs> it's just a bit, a bit all over the shop. Hot sometimes. and cold beverages. Yeah. Um, so yes, yeah, as we said, we need some teams. We want some teams to go out. Into the eight. So they mm. only snuck in there at the end. So maybe they um, maybe they miss this. I'll 100% agree with you. Look at those outs. Zane Cordy, Josh Dunkley, Lockie Hunter, Steph Martin retires. Mm. Uh, Shaki we spoke about. Mitch Wallace delisted. He's a pretty handy bloke to be de- you know, to be de- delisted. <laughs> so, uh, you know, Rory Lobb, comes, uh, Rory Lobb comes in. Leon Jones, who hasn't played AFL footy for a, a whole year, comes in. I don't think those ins outweigh those outs. Yeah, I was, I was just mm. looking at uh, Josh um, Bruce as well coming back from his Ace. ACL. Ace, yeah. uh, but it looks like they're going to play him in the back line. So yeah, Really? So I think yeah. yeah, interesting. Came in about halfway through last year. Yeah, because yeah, I guess it depends. Uh, Darcy seems to be a bit of a... A swing option with yeah. mm. a defence or attack uh, with him. Um, yeah. An interesting squad. Mm. Mm. Top eight or out? Uh, let's go with out for these ones. I think, yeah, we'll go out. Yeah. Obviously, a few Carlton fans here probably want to yeah. <laughs> 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 ride that. 
Uh, but I, I think they had such an elite mid, but I just didn't translate. Like it was on paper, it looked elite, and then on the pitch, like the well, I guess maybe the mid worked, but they just had nothing either side of it, like out of, out of the back line, out of the forward. So look, we've we've spoken a lot about while they won't be as good. Tim English had his best year yep. ever last year. Good old Johnny English. <laughs> Johnny English. Um, what's his name? Rowan Atkinson says yes. hi. Uh, Marcus Bond and Pelly, mm-hmm. arguably top three player in in uh, the AFL. Uh, Bailey Smith, uh, if he can string together. Um, avoid, avoid, avoid the lines and he'll be all right. Yeah, well. <laughs> he had a haircut in the offseason. season. <laughs> yeah, might not be as recognisable this yes. year. Uh, there's a lot of reasons why they could be a top eight side. Yes. So They do have some talent on that list. For oh, sure. fucking oath. Yeah, they well played in a final two years ago. Oh yeah, GF twenty twenty one. Yeah, so it's that list is still largely there um, from yep. that final. Forty eight hours to go. Get, Let's get go. Started, get stuck in. Yeah. Let's go. Uh, stru- it's unusual sort of podcast here in that we're really really interested in a lot of sports, <laughs> but it is lovely, obviously, to have your insights here. Uh, for us, team, uh, we we love our AFL. We we probably are a little stronger on our on our league. Uh, so it's obviously mm. it's a it's Good time of year now, isn't it? Where the league? Oh, everything sort of. There, there was just that lull, wasn't there? Yeah, there was that little lull through. There's February. a few weeks there where yeah. I was like, what do pa- we talk about? Pablo Escobar yeah. in the pool, you know, uh, just just <laughs> trying to pa- the, yeah the pass the, some time. Uh, yeah, filled that lull a bit, but it's, there's nothing like. Nine games of footy on a weekend, mate. If you're a sports fan, <laughs> if you like a little punt, if you like a if you like a little squee squee moy moy on the weekend, uh, you've got nothing to whinge about for the next twenty eight weeks. So, uh, <laughs> we're, we're sorted. We're sorted for Aussie Rules footy uh, and and the rugby league. Um, I think we might chat yeah. about now. Uh, maybe we'll call it and we'll do that on Friday. We want to talk, talk about it Friday. Yeah, Wrap it up. Yeah. All right. Uh, we'll talk about some rugby league uh, next time we see. Uh, do you want to talk about this class action at all? There's we'll cover cover it later. Um, concussion, a lot of lot of blokes. Yeah, uh, it'd be interesting to see um, with maybe a couple of games on our belt from the AFL as well. Mm. How they are treating some of those head knocks as well um, with uh, the recent headlines and storylines that we're getting in the NRL, uh, and then following with this class action suit uh, that was announced. I think they one of the players went uh, official yesterday, and then they've actually announced that there, it's not just him. Like there's a large suit with about sixty blokes on it, seeking like 120 mil at the moment. Um, but whether that quickly expands uh, players and money wise, um, uh, as you know, more people get it, you know, more retired players kind of get interested in it. Um, mm. I, I'm not sure who the 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 key pitfall. Um, that's not how you say it. What's the not plaintiff word. Who's the, the lead plaintiff? Or? Yeah, something like that. That the I can't remember the face, his, of, it. The face of it. I can't remember the lead, dude. lead he, plaintiff. Yeah, he played yep. 130 odd games and so he had 30 concussions. So oh, yeah, so uh, and there's a, uh, there's been a new big research study I think going on at the moment for concussions in the AFL and on the back of that this is where this clash of action suits coming from. That's but, a, uh, Max Rook I think or oh, Rook yeah. from from Geelong. Yeah, Geelong, mm. yes, yeah. yeah. So I think more detail will come out about that in the coming days and, yeah, maybe we can tackle that on Friday uh, with the return to regular scheduling uh, for On The Esky. You boys enjoyed a nice uh, long weekend down the coast. Mm-hmm. Yeah, mm-hmm. a few, few down the coast, a few, a few I was down in Melbourne. Um, yeah, it's, it's great. 
four-day four, uh, work week should be the norm. <laughs> <laughs> Can't disagree with that. Uh, That'll do us. Yep. yep. We're cool there. You want to talk about the UFC? Thanks. Nah, no, we'll do it Friday. Do it Friday? Yeah. yeah. Okay. Right. Well, th- only three days away. Yeah. It's yeah. Like yeah. It's by <laughs> magpies and cats. Mm-hmm. Who else is going to be live on? Uh, probably, probably Brisbane. Two screens <laughs> up ahead of you. Yeah. Nah, the Broncos are playing Friday night. Yeah, of course. It's, it's Broncos. What are you talking about? <laughs> what else have we got? It's oh, Brisbane we, night football. Like, come on. We need to talk about the NFL. Uh, free agency. Yeah, massive mm-hmm. night in the free agencies. NBA is ticking along. APL. APL Arsenal still looking pretty handy. Mm-hmm. Talk about the mm-hmm. Dragons. Winning, winning the game, yeah, mate. They're top three. <laughs> <laughs> Whoever doubted them, Whoever doubted them. Um, it, it helps when you start against Gold Coast. So. Uh, yeah, I suppose. <laughs> Technically, <laughs> the, the buy round one was a, was a. They hard play. Do they play Dolphins this week? Or do they play Dolphins next oh. week? Uh, mm. They play Broncos. They play Broncos. Oh, yeah. yeah. On Friday night. Uh, Saturday. Uh, f- f- fake news. Yeah. What are our, our match-ups? Manly, Para. Um, so that's Thursday, Thursday night. Friday night we've got Knights Dolphins. Oh, uh, big one. Bunnies, yeah. Chooks. Yeah. yeah Bashed the hell out of each other in their, in their games last year. So, so plenty to talk about. Yes. That's plenty to it. talk about. Finish us off, baby. That'll wrap us up. Thank you to uh, Steam for, for joining us. Uh, we'll, we'll see you next time here on the Esky. Always appreciate your insights when it comes to Aussie Rules footy uh, as well as cricket mm. and general chit-chat. Everything. Uh, yeah, when, when it comes to to sports. Uh, we will see you again on the weekend um, where we talk about the, the other sports that we didn't cover tonight. Uh, thank you to those that joined us in the chat um, and that are listening uh, on on the podcast platforms uh, later in the week. And we'll see you all uh, on the weekend to to talk some rugby league, some NFL, some NBA, some soccer, some UFC perhaps. All the major things. Mm-hmm. Catch Good. you then. Bye. Thank you. Bye.